Alright, welcome everybody to Back in Tunes. I'm Michael, a.k.a. Kung Fu Monkey Bot. I'm Jacob, a.k.a. Cobbler. And... Skippy Scott. Skippy Scott. Also known as Just Scott. Yeah, Just Scott. Actually, I'm sorry. I think I might prefer Just Scott. Scott. (laughs) All right. So our episode today is Captain N, the Game Master. Scott just said, why don't you just say Nintendo? Because the show's name was Captain N, the Game Master. These two have never even heard of this show. I can't believe this show was so popular when I was a kid. It's on for years, I think. I don't know. Is that the same thing? Sort of. Captain Ann and the Adventures of Super Mario Bros. 3. Yeah, it was like an hour-long show where they put the two cartoons together. Oh, I see. Okay. I can't, you oh, got okay. nothing. You got, did you watch the Super Mario Bros. cartoon? Yes, I did watch How Super did Mario Bros. see that and not see this? Maybe I just don't remember it. Wait, do you remember the Super Mario Super Show? Mm-hmm. I do Dr. remember Rigno? the Super okay, Mario Super Show. The brothers. But, but, but brothers. Lou Ferrigno? Yeah. Yep. Not Lou Ferrigno. Lou Albano. Lou Albano, yeah. There were a lot of different Lou Ferrigno. What? Huh? <laughs> that would have been so cool. Oh, Lou Ferrigno was Super Mario. I mean, he's Italian, too. Yeah, that's true. And I was so mean by just doing that. I know he's deaf. I'm, I'm a dick. I'm a fucking prick for saying that. I missed it. What'd you say? Say no, it again. Infend everybody again. No, Come on. No. Just kidding. Just kidding. <laughs> All right. So basically what we do in the show is we find the first episode of the cartoon. We try to do cult series, classic series. We're kind of all over the place. Um, I thought Captain N was huge. I'm just surprised you guys had never seen it. But I was probably I was probably too young. I'm only maybe. Right. Yeah. I mean, I was about 13 or 14 when this came out. Um, so it says 90. Out, check it out on YouTube. First episode's up. Oh, yeah, it, is, it is called Kevin in Video Land. Oh. Here we go. Oh, all the games. Oh, all the games matched up. There. All the universes. Yeah, it was amazing because they grabbed all these universes and put them into one. Oh wow. Okay, we stepped shit out of the Super Kid Mario Brothers. Kid Icarus? Oh, sweet. Castlevania. Oh, my God. That's awesome. Kid Icarus has kind of been forgotten. Donkey he, Kong. He did, he did have a remake, though, recently. Yeah, for the 3DS. Super, oh, except for Metroid. Oh, wow. We're just talking about little, trying to remember uh, the characters. I love that game. And there's a, and it, oh, it went to real live action. And they bring this kid into... Yeah, so basically it's the idea that it's our world and you can jump into that world. Oh, that'd be so awesome. I'd love to. I'd get pulled into the video game? Yeah. Oh, and his dog joins him too. cool. Of course, it'd be like the shittiest game we die in the first level and go nowhere. Yeah. That's pretty... That's dope. That was a cool intro. Yeah. I just can't believe you guys have seen this. I was like, is he good? Do we get to meet Simon Belmont from Castlevania? Yeah, I hope so. Yeah, yeah. It's, yes! All these universes get. I don't think they really. I think it was only on for like maybe two or three seasons, but it never really went beyond the main core. At least know. we played Nintendo. <laughs> so we can get yeah, the references. That's why I thought it'd be okay. Oh, wow. Where, where are these guys from? Or is it just originally for the show? The letters from Punch Out. No, no, everything's, everything's from. A, it looks okay. like. Metroid. This is, this is back when Nintendo was open to putting their characters into cartoons and movies. And now they don't even do shit with them. They don't do any cartoons. Who's this they? guy from? No, I don't think they're... I have no idea who that's from. There's no Super Mario Brother cartoon or anything like that. Or Nope. I can't really think of any Nintendo-based cartoons except for Poke- or Pokemon. Is that Nintendo? They, they, they own, own Nintendo. Yeah, okay. Nintendo owns po- the Pokemon franchise. It's exclusive for all their consoles and uh, Game Boys and stuff. But uh, and that's it. I was recently watching the rewatching the nineteen ninety seven Pokemon. Uh, yes. Oh yeah. And uh, and it's actually pretty good. It's actually decent. 
Not too bad. This show's on for three seasons, but only 34 episodes. Quit Icarus. Do you think the Super Mario Bros. movie killed... Mega Man? Listen, maybe. He looks weird. He does not look like Mega Man. I'm like the only guy that liked that movie, I guess. I don't know. I liked it when I was a kid. Do you like it now? That is... is kind of. That's supposed I to be s- Simon Belmont? Yeah. I still kind of like Belmont it. Simon Belmont never dressed like that. Why? It's as if Bruce Campbell was combined with uh, Johnny Bravo. Oh, no. Come on. Oh, wow. And that, that little guy's supposed to be Mega Man. That's cool. That's it's awesome. also produced by Deke. Did Deke do every cartoon in the 90s? I guess so. They had a, a Monopoly on cool cartoons, I guess. Did they do a cartoon about Monopoly? Uh, yeah, I think there is a Monopoly cartoon. Liar. <laughs> I'm gonna look it up. Man, I don't know. Simon Belmont does kind of look kind of lame. Oh, but here we go. Punch out. What the hell? It's basically the opening all over again. Isn't that the Nintendo Power Glove? Oh, man, the Power Glove. It's so... What is it he says in The Wizard? It's so, like, awesome or something like that. You remember The Wizard? Or yeah, the- yeah. I can't remember what he says. Oh. I've seen that movie a bunch of times. We just had it on an episode where we were talking about it. I just watched The Wizard again. This is right around the same time when Nintendo was open to promoting their stuff in movies and TV. Mm-hmm. And Sam Belmont sounds like kind of an idiot. <laughs> oh, okay, here's the line. I love the power glove. It's so bad. It's so bad. It's good. Here, here we go. What's that? I love the power glove. It's so bad. Yeah, well, uh, we'll just keep your power gloves for a That's awesome. I love that movie. That movie's great. Jay Lewis. Mario Brothers? I, I never used the power glove. I can never afford it, but I've heard that it sucked donkey. Uh, we actually had the power glove. We really liked it, and we were so pissed when uh, my ex stepdad sold it at a garage sale. Oh, ex- oh geez, no, we're current what stepdad at the time, I guess he would have been my current. Uh, when he sold it, he was my stepdad. Oh, that's a Nintendo gun. Mother brain, yeah, mother brain's pretty much yeah, the Metroid villain. I have multiple ex stepdads as a note. Uh, oh, he, can't go, he can't go home now. Oh. So I guess in the third season, then the show's budget was cut significantly by NBC, and they had to cut out Simon Belmont and Mega Man because they didn't want to pay Konami or Capcom for the rights to the character. Oh, really? So who the hell was left? Captain and the Princess and who did they bring someone else His in? Dog? That's it. Oh no, I'm pretty sure that kid, that, that dog, demanded too many royalties. Yeah. <laughs> the dog was cut. <laughs> Looked too much like Lassie. Seriously, as far as it goes for, like, Mega Man, like, why do you have to, why do you have to sound so toadish and straight? I was a man who went pup from Alpha. Why did they, God, where is, <laughs> why isn't Samus in this? I have no idea. She sounds like the villain from The Wiz. Also sounds like a famous Seymour. It does. It does, really. <laughs> oh, yeah. What was the... Egg, the... Eggplant Wizard? Is that... That's the eggplant character's wizard. name? What is the Eggplant Wizard? I'm gonna, I gotta look it up right Google now. It. Google it right now. That's probably why it doesn't exist anymore. 
probably yeah, was conceived as being a racist character. Voice work. I love it. Yeah, I do too. I like the animation. I definitely like the animation too, especially like the character design. Of course, you know, Punch Out Villain being still being that fat, bloated, overly large, nippled freak of nature. Nipple. But as far as like Simon Belmont, I mean, he, oh. he's just like he's just like a regular, like a pilot, like an like an old oh. World War II. So pilot. it's from Icarus, Kid yeah. Kid Icarus is uh, the eggplant Why wizard. Was there a villain that was an eggplant? I don't know, but I, I just I just don't get it. Why Simon Belmont had to look so like just like a regular pilot? He, so here are the characters that would eventually show up: Bayou Billy. Oh, I remember how cool he was. King Hippo, Donkey Kong, Count Dracula, Doctor Wily. Doctor Wow, man, that would have been so awesome. Uh, you know what? Honestly, it didn't really go very far. They brought in the Game Boy as a oh, character. Wow. Oh my God, fucking Simon Belmont. He, he is so such I a might, douche. I might have missed this cartoon because I, I think I was only like, what the year it come out? Nineteen ninety. Nineteen ninety. I wasn't too old. I, Such a older douche. than older than Jacob, but uh, yes, you are. Not a. I will strike out Giza. Or maybe I was just too busy watching other stuff. Good guy, his nipples are horrifying. Why is he blue? Why does he even have nipples? This is a cartoon. Isn't he like uh, Dude, I'm orange? Being, oh, I'm obed right now. It's overly blue. Oh god! Why did, so, I mean, this computer just—I mean, this show just blew they, me. They just blew me. I'm blue. I blew myself. Simon Belmont was not some like straight up macho asshole. Does anybody own the "I blew myself" T-shirt? <laughs> I don't, but I—I I, I want it. I don't know, but like I said, it's a cool design. I like it a lot. His nipples are huge. Dude. You and your obsession with nips. I wonder wonder if they modeled modeled his nips off of uh, the the sumo in uh, Street Fighter. I don't know, but I've seen shot boxes. E-Honda. I don't think E-Honda had nipples. Combine E-Honda and uh, Blueberry Muffin, and you have the... Well, actually before Street Fighter was about. Yeah. Wow, Street Fighter, they gave a shit about it. Do you know anybody who's ever played the first Street Fighter? Anyone? The original Street Fighter? Yeah. I, think, I think I might have, yeah. The 8,000 <laughs> versions of the Street Fighter 2 that everybody played. I, own, <laughs> I don't even own Street Fighter 2. I only own the first one. Is it the same setup? Yeah. Really? So, I thought, I thought like, Sagat was the main villain. I thought it was a, it was a uh, platformer. Yeah, I have Street Fighter. I don't have Street Fighter 2. Street Fighter 2 was pretty I, awesome. I have the first Street Fighter and the first Mortal Kombat for Super Nintendo. Hmm. Okay, I thought, like, what was the first uh, Street Fighter for? Super Nintendo? Super Super Nintendo. Sega! Okay. Oh, yeah, Sega, too. I don't know, I just made that up. I had for Super Nintendo. Oh. Shoot him with your blaster, kid. Come on. The, the main fighting games for Super Nintendo were Mortal Kombat, Street Fighter, and uh, Killer Instinct, which is a great game, which I hear they're making a new Killer Instinct. Oh, yeah, they pretty, are. Pretty excited. Oh, that was that was Clay Fighter sixty four was the last. Oh, isn't that cool that belt? Last yeah, Clay Fighter. And look what it did for him. This okay, so honestly, this vegetable guy, I think if like if, 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 the concept is, you beat the crap out of him, like food flies out. That would solve world hunger yeah. right there. I okay. He's turned him into a banana, folks. I don't understand, Kid Icarus. Kid, Kid Icarus is all part of Greek mythology. What the fuck is a giant eggplant monster doing in there? Couldn't you find another Greek... Maybe there's a Greek mythology basis uh, that involved an eggplant. There can't be. Seriously, he could have gotten out of that banana and saved the princess. You idiot. Captain N. 
The Just line could have been, I just have to peel. <laughs> so She's safe with swimming. Yeah, the squeaky voice. Uh, hey, guys. Hey, guys, I'm getting pubes. Oh, Is he also from Brooklyn? Searching immediately! What? Probably. Oh my god, he's so tame. He's on blackface right there. Yeah, I think that such that an is, asshole. I think that is blackface. And oh, what is what, Mega Man's just giving him a hot foot? He shined his shoes extra, extra spicy. <laughs> They're gonna kill him? Oh, they just tore thunderstorm. Teaching him humility. Good. Teach him some humility, that dumb, oversized, masculine jock. How does he flip? What? Didn't he? Didn't that character flip a lot in the game? Uh, you could, like, jump and do, like, flips. Which one? Icarus or Mega Man? Simon Belmont. Yeah, Simon Belmont. Oh, he, put, he puts everything on pause. He could have done that earlier. He could have done that earlier to the eggplant guy. What the hell, kid? He used to have his own remote as a belt buckle. You know what's weird is, is is the craftsmanship of Nintendo stuff. It it it's so it's the craftsmanship is so good compared yeah, to stuff now. It's like it's like it still lasts. I mean, it still works. My Nintendo still works. Oh, I think like game design. No, I just mean the I just mean the craftsmanship because they the games still work, the controllers still work. Uh, I've never seen a controller that was like really damaged versus like my Super Nintendo. I'm missing the start button; it just <laughs> fell out. It's a two-headed coin. Watch, it's a two-headed coin. Bastard. There's no, no scratches. Two Face must be. <laughs> I don't know where I was going with that one. That's right. Holy rusted metal, Batman. <laughs> It's just full of holes, you know? Holy. What the hell is that? That looks like a, a Goomba Metroid mix. Oh, that's gross. Yeah, no, it is. It is disgusting. How can they even... Uh... Got it all. Let's get it all. Oh, my. I made the, Afternoon made some ugly, delight. Ugly babies. Ugly fucking babies. It looks like that dog has a black eye. It doesn't look like it's his fur that's grown that that way. It looks yeah. like somebody punched the dog in the face. Well, that dog doesn't listen then. Congo Land. Dog. Uh-oh. How come in cartoons they always felt like they had to put like a scarf on the dog? Is that a bar of soap? I have no idea. They're in Donkey Kong's There's bathtub. There's no way Donkey Kong's that big. You look at a Donkey Kong cartoon, the relation between the size of... Mario is not the size of his toe. And it's, it's crazy, the... Uh, the size of Donkey Kong in the originals versus the remakes, he's gotten he's gotten smaller. Hey, well, it's their cartoon. He was more like King Kong. Rich. Donkey Kong was more like King Kong. What King Dong? King Dong. It was it was a brown King Kong. King Dong Hill. He's all emo, covering one eye. It looks like the girl from Paramore with wings. Kind of, yeah. Can you imagine if Donkey Kong's towel fell off during that scene? Ew. Ew. Awkward. They all get smacked in the face with King Dong. King Dong. <laughs> Come on, Simon. Use your whip. Use whip the, it good. Use the vampire. Then it would really become like some S&M shit. That's cause like his, Because his, his whip and his King Dong huh. were watching an S&M. <laughs> Captain S&M. Captain S&M. 
<laughs> God, Simon Belmont's such a douche. I don't know what that was. Did they explain that? No. What What he just did? What did he just turn into a ball of light? Yeah, and he bounced away. (laughs) What the hell was that? I don't know, but they gotta save Icarus. Help, Icarus. You turn into a ball of light and roll? It's like he he crossed Sonic the Hedgehog with a ball of light. Oh, that was pretty cool. This is actually a fun cartoon. It's got quite a bit of action going in for this is a as a first time viewer I'm enjoying it. And a first episode. Pretty good uh pretty good uh, pilot episode. Kevin Kevin looks asexual. He looks like he's attracted to nobody. <laughs> oh, speaking oh. of feed me Seymour. <laughs> Killer plants. Oh shit, something out of Mario. Yeah, that's some Mario stuff right there. But it doesn't look exactly like Mario. I guess the way if you're going with the origin of Mario, isn't it like from King Kong anyway? So they're like that's throwing true. it yeah, in exactly. there. Yeah, exactly. And then, so King Kong has to live in the same universe then. Of course. So him and Mario could hang out. But he never makes an appearance in another Mario game. Like, I haven't seen him. No? Not not, a, not recently. Mario Kart and stuff like that. Oh, yeah, but... I meant like as a character in the game. Is she supposed to be like Peach and Zelda mixed? What is this dude? Mother brain. Mother brain. Mm-hmm. What's the character's name? Yeah, from Metroid. Yeah. Yeah. No, uh, I don't think about, I got far enough to get to Mega Mother Man. Brain. Mega Man's supposed to have a hand blaster. What's he doing? Yeah, he looks so different too. I don't remember him being green at all. Is he supposed to be a representation of the very first Mega Man, or was how how many Mega Mans had came out at this point? The very the very first Mega Man. If my phone wasn't dead, I'd I'd see what he actually looked like. Uh, but technology. No, 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 no! Don't do don't, it. Battery. Don't, ever, don't battery. Ever go with the Mega Man covers for the games, though. They're awful. I think there was one that looked very realistic, like like an. The it was very like first a, go, yeah, hand painted. Oh, stop being such an effeminate weirdo, Simon Belmont. I say he was he was being a pansy. We used to call each other pansies when I was a kid. Pretty sure it's not coaching now. I think it was because I think it was because we uh, weren't comfortable saying pussy. Huh. You're a pussy. Or we say wussy, I guess. We'd say wussy. Pussy. You're a wussy. Cowardy, cowardy custard. How is how is pansy not appropriate? I don't know. Uh, I don't know. I guess just is that like? Well, I think you are. It's like, is that like a racial slur? <laughs> well, that, I know. Uh, I guess gay people. I think. Oh. Uh, I consider gay men, <laughs> especially older guys. Oh, uh, I was. I never heard of that. I guess. Safe landing. And of course, Simon gets crushed. I thought it was just another one of those childhood curse words that you could get away with in front of your parents. Yeah. Oh gosh. Honestly, as far as like learning any bad language from parents, I learned every bad word from my mom. You can learn. Le- you can learn them, but you're not supposed to say them. You can't yeah. repeat them. You can hear them, but you can't repeat them. That well, was the the rule. Told us that those. Oh, this is the first cover of the Mega Man game. It is garbage. Whoa! Yeah. Not just because it's trying to be realistic. It looks like shit. Yeah, it doesn't look stupid. Oh god! What about the ones after it? Mega Man Two. Yeah, they're shit. Oh, I don't know if this is real. I know that looks pretty good. Oh yeah, the real cover. No, it's it's a is. Fan That's fan. awesome. No, that's the real cover. I've seen that cover before. And uh, I'm on the actual game. Simon Belmont, you always go to the wrong place. 
Because Sam Bellman wants all the attention. He wants to be the hero. Mega Man 2 cover. Oh, wow, that's pretty cool. Do they dish the yellow? Oh, yeah, I've seen that. I've seen that game, too, for NES. Oh, he just killed a Koopa. The Mega Man 3 is where it really starts to look like him. Yeah. Oh, that one was pretty cool. Compared to that first one you saw? Oh, yeah. Look up online. See the original color for Mega Man before they changed it. It looks like... Garbage. Yeah, it looks like Mega Man 3 is when they really start to lock yeah, down what they pretty... want it to look like. Yeah, dude, this one was pretty awesome. But this looks nothing like any of those pictures you just showed me. Uh, no. He also looks like he might have a weight problem. He looks too, oh, no, he no, looks no, too no. green. I don't know what that's from. Oh, that one is does look like it. Oh, so yeah, the, the green. It's yeah, the, the big difference. Where's Simon? Where'd he go? Oh. Yeah, it's like it's like by the time they developed that that Almost image you just showed me, was, he's much skinnier. Yeah, honestly, uh, Mother Brain, like her face, kind of reminds me of Skeleton Warriors. I don't remember Skeleton. I remember the show, but I never seen it. Okay, these no, are definitely out of Mega Man. Okay, I was like, I didn't recognize him. Blast him! Yep. They all pixelize. Yeah, dude, I like. Yeah, this is really good. I like this jumping sequence here. I don't know what that one was from. Got a nice catchy 80s soundtrack, too. Those were more eggplants, except for way bigger. You know what show was on after this? What? Pro Stars. Pro Stars? Never, never heard of that. Pro Stars is an uh, action cartoon where Bo Jackson, Michael Jordan, and Wayne Gretzky, well, they would be themselves, but then they would transform into like superhero versions of themselves. They had like, super hockey stick, <laughs> and, uh, super basketball, and jumping skills. Bo hmm. could do everything apparently because Bo knows everything. Bo Jackson's Bo Jackson. That's yeah, why. Yeah, I was on for oh, a year. Welcome Bo Jackson. Like, really watching it, dude. Yeah. Well. Oh no, Mother Brain. Oh, you uh, ran out of bullets. You don't run out of bullets with a Nintendo screen. blaster. Yeah, shoot off screen. <laughs> There's no off screen. We're inside the game. Oh no, maniacal laugh Maniacal laugh And Simon Belmont comes out of nowhere just to be an idiot Oh wait, here comes Mega Man Yeah they are uh, Now you're screwed, brain lady You got Mega Man And Simon Belmont Oh finally, Simon The Magical Whip The Vampire Killer, yes But it wouldn't do that that's just silly. Magical whip, but not quite so what they meant. So all the vegetables just flew out of the eggplant, man. Does that mean he pooped? He know. poops eggplants? No, he pooped like onions and tomatoes and turnips. Is she going to uh, explode? What's going to happen? Well, he's explode. an eggplant wizard, and if you were going to summon yeah. minions out of your butt, you'd probably go like-minded Now she's all chipmunky. She started chipmunky. That's funny. You design your minions in your own image? Oh. Wizard. Dude, that was a little bit, yeah. Who thought that face was a good idea? Big, big ass chin and the black face. Douche and total douche personality. I don't know. It's like Leno. Yeah. Yeah. Did Jay Leno have something to do with this cartoon? Maybe. Oh, if he did, I think he'd be going on longer. Yeah. Plus, plus, whatever whatever cartoon was going to replace it was pushed back. Yeah. (laughs) Come back again. (laughs) They pushed the time. It's like honestly, uh, yeah. And it's like, did they ever? Did those guys ever come into the real world? Uh, I don't think so. I don't think so. Who would be a cat with a chin that big? 
John Leno. Or Jay no, Leno. No, no, no. There's a, he played the Maniac Cop. I can't remember his Oh, name. yeah, yeah. I remember Zadar. Yeah, Zadar. Remember that's who it is. He broke my jaw. He's like, you broke that jaw? Wow. <laughs> how many jaw? Uh, how, which one? <laughs> <laughs> oh, that was pretty cool. Yeah, that was a pretty cool cartoon. Yeah, it is. Oh, my God. I kind of want to watch I want to watch all these episodes uh, now. It's so much fun watching it. Damn it, son, clean up your room. I don't want to clean up my Dude, room. Dude, you imagine getting grabbed by a ball of electricity and sucked into a video game? Wouldn't that be the best day ever? No, yes. <laughs> what game it is. Yeah. I imagine it's E.T. for the Atari or the Superman for Nintendo 64. Oh, Or the, or my the Rocketeer. God. Uh, was that sucky? The game's pretty pretty bad. Really? Yeah. Damn. I actually, I don't remember that. I shouldn't badmouth that. We'll, we'll play it. We'll play okay. it. Streets of Rage would be fun. We should film ourselves playing shitty games. How oh, much should we get <laughs> we should film ourselves playing impossible oh my God. Is that, games. I think I think one of those episodes has Zelda. Yeah, there's Link and Zelda. Where? Uh, yeah, that was a cartoon for a season. Uh, Once oh, again, we're of back power. on the no, uh, recommendations Captain page of. Uh, what? I was telling him we're on the recommendations page. Yeah, Captain N. Oh, Link there's also um, uh, for, critic. There's also the, YouTube. A, the the Mega Man cartoon. Yeah, I've never seen that one. Oh, that was a great cartoon. Yeah, on Nintendo. Oh my God, Nick Arcade. Do you remember that? Oh hell yeah! I remember guys. Salute your shorts, guys would be on there. Oh, you guys are watching. You can't do that on television. No, never. Yeah, our Alanis Morissette started. Maybe Nick Arcade. It was was, was Saturday Live for kids, basically, and there's so many just. All all that Saturday. Oh yeah, all all that's only. Oh wow. (laughs) All right, so that's it. Uh, Where are you tucking a boot? That was a great cartoon. I, I love it. Was fun. A boot. Um, yeah, it was, a, it was a repeat for me, but yeah, you guys have never seen it. Yeah, it was a good cartoon. I, my eyes have been open. Next time we should do Mutant League too. That's uh, a good one. If anybody wants to see that, yeah, let us know. I've never even heard of that. Starving, please, sir. I want yeah, some I, more. I ate my shoes yesterday, and I'm gonna start <laughs> nibbling on my toenails later. Um, <laughs> we could sell the computer and all this recording equipment, but fuck it. That makes sense. No, if you if you if you do like the show, you want to help us support it. <laughs> Um, please just anything. Well, we'll take anything. We'll take sandwiches. We'll take uh, a, a dollar or two here and there. Just uh, send them on over with your PayPal, or just walk up to us and go here some fucking cookies. Shut <laughs> up, bitch. <laughs> I'd rather have falafels. Falafels. Oh, I just had a falafel for the first time. Pretty tasty. Oh, I don't know what a falafel yeah, is. is. All right. Have a good night, everybody. We'll stop you yammering in your ear. I love lamp. Just Scott. When you get hold of the Nintendo Entertainment System. When you master Rob the Video Robot and meet the challenge of Gyromite. When you shoot the light-sensing zapper. When you play the system with the most arcade hits, you're playing with power. The Nintendo Entertainment System. Now you're playing with power. Welcome everybody to Back in Tunes, Mega Man Edition. This is Michael, your host. And this is Jacob, the co-host, not to be confused with being the little bitch of the group, but <laughs> his partner. <laughs> All right, so many of, you may not, many of you may not be able to see this, but I am wearing a blue shirt for this episode. See? See? Michael can see it. I can I'm see it. I'm wearing a blue shirt. Yes. You're blue. 
<laughs> uh, I'm so, pretty sure in that song you were saying I would beat off a guy, or I, if I was green, I would die. No. Uh, so that song you're listening to is actually a reinterpreted version of the theme from Mega Man X. Mega Man is a huge series, uh, but the cartoon is only a couple seasons long. Uh, so yeah, we're going to start off with this really cool intro right here where he's like running. It's going to show like a little montage of like his little action sequences and of course all the villains he fights. You've got some classic ones. You've got Cut Man, you've got Ice Man, you've got Guts Man, you've got Electro Man. Then you've got, of course, Proto Man, who of course is, you know, in this universe is his brother. And it, 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 this is the first episode, so it'll explain his origin. It's like, first you see a bit of an action sequence, and then he gets knocked out, and then he's remembering how, how it all, Dr. Light's actually remembering how it all started. Now, uh, I absolutely love this intro. I have never seen this cartoon before, and this is one of the most exciting intros I have ever seen. This is something uh, phenomenal right here. The design, the quality of animation, the soundtrack. This is, I, I really wish I had seen this when it was on, but I don't think it was available in Indiana where they did. Honestly, I missed out on a lot of these kind of shows, especially anime shows, because they were not popular in the Midwest. That and about Mega Man, I mean, the, uh, the animation studio was Ruby. Is that Ruby Spears? <laughs> Ruby Spears, yeah, that's what it was. Must have been one of the last productions. That is an American company. Uh, Ruby Spears used to work for Hanna-Barbera, and then in the late 70s they went off on their own, and they kind of uh, they didn't really have a whole lot of success. They had a couple successful things, but nothing like a long streak. They did a lot of, it seems like they did a lot of video game stuff. I think they're responsible for like the Pac-Man pole position and other stuff around that time, and obviously Mega Man. Yeah, no, Mega Man, you know, being who he is, you know, this blue robot who goes around kicking ass, and the thing, you know, the character development of Mega Man is that he's the first robot with emotions. He's supposed to be thinking for himself. Now, and the, the so, rest of them are automatons? Or they're controlled completely? Yeah, yeah, they're all controlled. Yeah, all of them are controlled completely. Proto Man was, of course, a prototype. He was the first one to actually try in it, but he was mainly negative. He, he, was, he was a negative Nancy. Let's put it that way. And so Dr. Wily took advantage of that, took him decided that these robots were for creating the world. And, of course, just, just look at Dr. Wiley. He he looks like an evil genius, unfortunately. He fits that stereotype. Baldi, I actually worked with a guy who looked like Dr. Wiley. We love we love Bruce, but, man, he looked just like him. It was ridiculous. He looks like an evil version of Dr. Einstein. And he also has a Russian... And, of course, it's no joke that he has a Russian, a Russian accent. Just look at him. Yeah, well, most and, bad scientists always seem to be from another country. You never hear him going... I G dare. Let's create this big scientific process thing here. All right. I know you never. It's like you never hear a Boston mad scientist. You know you don't see him say, "Oh, hold on, hold on. I gotta get my khakis before we get at, before the lab explodes." <laughs> <laughs> oh gosh! It's always Sorry. from Germany or Austria or something like that. Russia. Always yeah. even. Who is yeah. the creator of Mega Man? I mean, I know Capcom did, but who is the original designer? Gosh, I should know this. I had it on the top of my head. It wasn't Kaiji Inafune, even though he was the guy who, who was a huge developer on all the games. And, but and speaking of Kaiji Inafune, he's uh, creating this game called My- Mighty Number no. Nine, which is like the spiritual successor of Mega Man. Uh, it's 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 actually uh, his first, I think, like one of his first his first big game from his own label called Concept. Nice. Yeah, and he also worked on Resident Evil, uh, Onimusha, Okami. He worked on like a bunch of huge Capcom franchises. Power Stone, I believe, was also one of them. Do you remember back uh, in the day? Boy. Oh, all the Capcom games were so insanely hard back in the day. Mega Man was legendary for being like a gamer's game. 
You know, it wasn't just something that was accessible. You really knew how... You had to know your video games in order to beat Mega Man. I mean, I could barely get through round one. I was tortured yeah, by I know. it. It was time. It was like timing. It was like precision. Oh gosh, it it was. It was a pain in the ass. But it's also a masterpiece of game design. Level, yeah. And plus, you know, he's a blue little robot. That's one. He had like one of the most iconic looks to him. I mean, but when you see him in the Captain N or the Power Glove, yeah, he's short uh, and stout. He's short, stout, and green. He has like this, you know, froggy voice. (laughs) I hated that voice. It's so. It was so wrong headed. Hold on, the, the, I think the scene's coming up here where he's just about to, the train's about to crash on him, and he's like, oh no, I'm out of plasma. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I didn't know this, that Mega Man was originally called Rock Man. Why was it called Rock Man? He doesn't look like a rock at all, or made of rock. Yeah. It was, it's how the, it's, I think it was just pr- the pronunciation in uh, Japanese. It's what oh. they decided to call him first. Oh, Rokuman. You know, yeah. I didn't know this. Exactly. Like, since 1987, That's there's cool. been 50 games. And plus. And they haven't come out with anything lately. Not since, like, I think PS2, which was Mega Man X8. Wow, I remember and playing then, that. That was just still a side scroll. They really stick to the side scroll. Has there been a 3D Mega Man? Like a full-on 3D? Uh, there was Mega Man Legends 1 and 2, which were huge critical successes. And I think, like, some of like, the best games that were that were on to play for PlayStation. Huh. I mean, it had, like, RPG elements and, you know, had uh, immense storyline. And all sorts of wonderful side characters. And then, as far as bringing Part 3 back, they never, ever pushed it. I mean, Capcom was just focusing on these other franchises. Yeah, that's the problem with a lot of these companies. It's they, like Resident Evil, mainly. That yeah, they've, t- they've exhausted that franchise, they, cinematically and game-wise. Thankfully, the, the, the next Resident Evil movie is going to be the last one. I'm done with it. I'm so done. Yeah. I'm sorry. I mean, Milo Jovovich, you're cool, but you need... To do something else. Paul W. Anderson, like, come on. But anyway, as far as Mega Man goes, I'm hoping, especially like with you know Super Smash Brothers Brawl, the, the huge support he got at E3. I mean, especially when he he made the uh, especially when he made his little appearance, he got the little special Smash icon. I mean, people were just going nuts. Like everybody was like holding a Mega Man card, like as a vote voting card. Of course, that uh, when they were displaying the demonstrations of those games. Like he's a franchise that needs to make a comeback. I mean, there's still so much you can do with it. I mean, look what he's look what Mighty Number no. Nine's doing. Look at the demonstration videos for Mighty Number no. Nine. To anyone listening, and to you, Michael, I am. And I'm... I kid you not, you probably, yeah, yeah, I kid you not, you will probably friggin' enjoy looking at this game. It looks fantastic. What it's system getting, is uh, it for? Uh, it's going to be for PS3. It's also going to be, I think, for PC. I mean, because Kaiji Inafune was taking donations from uh, a lot of fan support, and they raised enough money to where it's going to get a PlayStation 4 and Xbox One release. So yeah, it made million it's millions of millions of dollars was donated were donated. Wow. It looks like yeah, you're right. There has not been a game since 2005 it looks like. Why are they Oh, 2007 was the last of Mega Man ZX Advent for the Nintendo DS. Why are they ignoring such a legacy series? I mean, shit, that doesn't even make any sense. I don't know. It's it is it's absolutely ridiculous. I mean, shoot, look. Look at I'm here. Hold on. Still see me? Yes, I can see you. Is sound going through? Yeah, you're fine. Is sound Go ahead. going through? Yeah, sorry, you cut out for a second. <laughs> what were you saying, though, that about... I don't know. I mean, as far as game franchises, I mean, Castlevania itself, I mean, it, it made a huge comeback when Lords of Shadow came out, you know, given the right developer and Konami, and Ko- Kojima Productions getting involved. 
And I mean, look at look what the, look what happened with that video game. I mean, Lords of Shadow Two. Not everybody was super psyched about it. I mean, personally, I loved it. I thought it was a I thought it was a really fun game to play. But I mean, shoot, just give it to the right. You know, Capcom could still have their name in it, but give it to the right developer. I'm pretty sure they'll come out with another kick ass game. I mean, Mega Man needs a huge comeback. It deserves a huge comeback. Not just a little. I mean, yeah, it's great that he's in Super Smash Brothers and everyone's going to want to play as him. But he needs his own game again. Do you think it's because a lot, a lot of people have moved away from mascots and like those kind of characters, like Sonic and Mega Man and Mario? It looks like the world in general is moving towards these dark, dark, you know, shooters and stuff Shitty. like that. Little kids are buying Fuck Call of Duty, and I don't understand why they're not playing stuff on the Wii. It's like Call of Duty. That's all I'm going to say right now. I mean, it's such a, it's a very, it, like, it's a, it's a very boring series. All those first-person shooter games are becoming almost exactly the same. But as far as the mascots, I mean, shoot, they should still stay around. I mean, Nintendo still has Mario and Donkey Kong and Zelda. I mean, Sony should still have, you know, like Crash Bandicoot. Crash Bandicoot might be making a comeback. There is rumors that it might it might have a new game. Well, is it Spyro still around? And um, what's the one that came out last year? Rayman. Rayman, the new Rayman ga- uh, games are amazing. Rayman. Rayman, he was a PlayStation oh, launch Man. title. Right, yeah, I know exactly. Yeah, Rayman's still kicking. It just and seems then, like course, someone... Someone really needs to take the Mega Man series and just go with it. Like, relaunch it. I mean, there is a spiritual successor to Mega Man, and as I said, that's Mighty Number no. 9. Right. But yeah, no. Okay, so, yeah, so here, like I said, as I said earlier regarding Proto Man, I mean, at the whole, you know, prototype stage of, like, you know, robots that can think for themselves. And, of course, then you realize, you know, Dr. Light and Dr. Wily, you know, work together. Dr. Wily was his assistant, and, of course, Dr. Wily was. More, more along the lines of domination and evil stuff. Because he thought his designs were perfect. He was egotistical. And Dr. Light, that's it, the guy who looks like Santa Claus, <laughs> he's the one who's saying, like, no, 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 this is just all wrong. This is just so bad. We need to restart. And then, you know, and this is a, I think this is a nice tribute to, you know, the original Mega Man, Rakuman, by calling Mega Man's real name Rock. And then his sister's name's Roll. Rock really? Roll. Did yeah. I ever use his sister in the games? Um, she would. She was like more of a. She was a, a non-playable character. She was support. She was of the supporting cast, from what I remember. Except for Mega Man. Mega Man X. No, Mega Man X was different. That was way in the future. That was a different timeline. The, wait, this isn't set in the future. <laughs> Mega Man is set in the future, but Mega Man X is the one that's set further. Oh, okay. Further from Mega Man. All right, I was going to say, if this is set now, then I don't get that at all. But then yeah. again, G.I. Joe yeah. is set in our current timeline in the 80s, and they had all those futuristic weapons, so... Yeah. But as far as it goes from Mega Man, like, you can tell, like, just looking at the environments and, you know, the scenery, like, of these car- of this cartoon, it's absolutely fantastic. I mean, they got... They definitely got Wily's logo down, which is, like, a huge skull, like, you know, surrounded by with the lightning bolts. And I think they captured his castle perfectly. Yeah, the design on a lot of this is really clever and unique. I mean, yes, the cliche big eyes are there from Japanese-style animation, but there's something totally different about this that I've never seen. I could be wrong. Maybe all the cartoons around this time look like that, but I wasn't really watching any of the cartoons from this era. I had moved on. I think I was only watching, like, maybe X-Men and Spider-Man at the time. Oh, yeah, me too. But Mega Man, I would have to catch almost every Saturday morning, and I would just go ape shit. I had so many toys. They had a huge toy line based off this cartoon series. No kidding. I had... Yeah, I had Mega Man and Snake Man. Problem is, I I always wanted Proto Man, but I never got him. <sighs> well, that's what eBay is for. 
<laughs> I'm sure somebody yeah. out there has, and they want to get rid of it. Now, not uh, all of these, let's... not all the villains in this um, episode are actually um, from the first game, are they? They're from collected, like like the first three or four games. Yeah, they were. Yeah, yeah. Eventually, yeah. No, I mean, Cutman was still around. They they still have Cutman. They also have, uh, like I said, Gutman was I think introduced to later. And of course, these are all like you know, all these automatons were worked for you know, like civilian use, like when we're construction and lumber, um, battling you know intense heat, you know, or for fire hazards, like you know, for the fire department. But then, no, Doctor Wiley had to go crazy. What is guts, man? Oh, construction. Oh, like heavy lifting. Why isn't it like Strongman? Uh, I don't know. I guess Strongman was too simple. Gutsman? You think he took his guts out and like showed them to people? <laughs> yes, I'll, I'll melt you with my acids and my guts. <laughs> right. Just like that'd be my If yeah. I was a Mega Man villain, like, I would be totally Fartman. <laughs> like how would you be? Would he look like Howard Stern's Fartman character? Yeah, pretty much. I'd be like a green character. He's exposed in a wall. Um, no, maybe not. Maybe like a little hole. Maybe just like a little launching pad for my farts. Just blah, blah. He's leaking methane! <laughs> oh, yeah, like a little flamethrower. I'd like the farts. Yeah, no, plus, honestly, I wish this cartoon would make a comeback. Honestly, I wish this movie, I wish they would get a movie for this. Like a live action movie. I mean, there's been some fan made films, but I think Japan, oh, Japan would probably go nuts for it. Well, I don't That's know. Sure. Astro Boy tanked uh, a few years ago, which is a really good movie. So I just don't know if anybody... Oh, yeah, attempt. Freddie Highmore and uh, Nicolas Cage? Yeah, that movie actually bombed. It actually destroyed the company. Oh, motherfucker. You didn't know that? Imagine yeah. Studios, they did the first Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles animated movie. Well, the only Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles animated movie. And then they did uh, Astro Boy a couple years later. They spent $50 million doing it. And they got a really good director. I think it was Chris Wedge from Robots, I think. And... Uh, um, okay. It only made like twenty million. It just it was not successful oh my at all. Yeah, I, I went and saw it in the theater. I, I went the second weekend, and I was the only one in the theater. And I was like in the middle of the afternoon. You think school kids would have been out and out the movie? But no, I was the only one in the whole theater. They probably should. I mean, did they release it during the summer? No, they released it in September. It was from Summit before Lionsgate bought Summit, so Summit didn't have a whole lot of money. Okay. And it was between the first and second Twilight, so. I don't think they had a whole lot of money for promotion. But you think somebody would have? They would have picked up on it. Yeah, they spent all the money promoting Twilight Two instead of Astro Boy. And I know it's not the perfect movie, but I thought it was a lot of fun. And I still think it deserves more than whatever tiny little. I mean, that was such a fun movie to watch. I loved watching it. Yeah. Well, in order for Mega Man to ever be a movie, there's some gonna have to raise the profile of the character so it's popular again. Therefore, a studio oh, yeah. would, would back it. Like, if he came up with another game, I mean, and, like, millions and millions and millions and millions of people bought that game, just like what, what they're doing with, uh, what's probably going to happen with Mighty Number no. 9. You know what's weird is I was, looking, I, I was looking this up, and even though there's been over 50 Mega Man games, do you know there's only been 29 million copies sold? So a lot of those games, probably towards the end, did not sell at all. I know, because everybody was, as you said, like, everybody was focusing on other shit. Yeah, moving on from... This kind of, well, platformers for one moved on. Most of the games still stayed 2D, which everybody had moved on. Even though a lot of games look better in 2D. I, you know, give me Metal Slug any day over, um, you know, Medal of Honor or Call of Duty. Yeah, no, I mean, Medal of Honor was fun at first. I mean, I only played like the first two. That's it. 
And yeah. then as far People's as Call of Duty went, I played one Call of, you play one Call of Duty, you play them all. Yeah, basically. Really. Um, I don't know why people are so upset with these ones. Because you, I think part of it is because you can go online and play against each other. That's part of the appeal of first-person shooters. Two, a lot of games. they're really simple to get into. You know, a lot of those Capcom games and a lot of those platformers, since they were simple in design, they had to make them very difficult in, in challenge. Like simple to master, sorry, simple to play, difficult to master were those kind of games. And I think people now just want to play a game where all they do is just give you a gun and just run around shooting people. That's it. It's I know it is. It's annoying. It's annoying. It's it's too repetitive. It's boring. It doesn't it doesn't keep me excited. Yeah, skill is a lost art in video games. People call themselves gamers, but a lot of people just play a lot of video games. Does that make sense? Like, oh, we just play video games a lot. You consider yourself a gamer? No, a gamer is someone who has a talent they've cultivated by gaining skill by playing a game over and over and getting to the point where they can complete it. If you can complete games, then I would consider you a gamer. If you just hop in and out of games constantly. Then no, you're just, you're a casual gamer. You know what was it? You know what was a tough game to beat? Star Wars for you know, Super Nintendo. Oh god, that is the one of the hardest. That is harder than any Mega Man game. That is one of the most difficult things I've ever played. Mega Man X was the first Mega Man X game I played. Uh, oh god, that one I can I can never beat the final boss. I can get it past everybody else, but then you know finally when I, a few years ago I managed to beat Mega Man X one for the very first time. You know a game is really amazing in design, but it's really difficult to master and always reminded me of Mega Man was Vector Man. Oh, for Sega. Yeah, no, that was pretty intense. That was a really hard game. Back in the day, if you got through the first level, that was a challenge. Nowadays with all these shooters, these open world games, it doesn't the first level isn't even a thing. It's about getting to the next um yeah. uh, stage. Next, you know, yeah. You know, it's yeah. like, well, this is your next mission. This is your next mission. Oh, you've just achieved this many points because you shot that many people. A lot. It doesn't mean as much to me now as getting. I mean, no, okay. no, no, no. It's shooters. Do you remember? They're the, just becoming more and more cinematic. They're more movie-like. Right. Do you remember the, the game Kung Fu for the Nintendo? It's a really simple game. I think it's called Kung Fu, where all you did was go across one floor. You got to the end of that floor. You got to the boss. You go up the stairs to the second floor. Same thing. There's only like five floors. The game was so hard. You're jumping over snakes. You're missing uh, stuff on the oh, ceiling. I think so. And that's I how games used that. to be. It was so challenging just to get to the second floor, second stage. Oh, how, where are we now in the episode? Um, <laughs> what, are you watching it? Oh, we're, uh, we're right when he meets his dog. Oh, little Rush. Yeah, no. Oh, this was a pretty cool concept for uh, Mega Man 2 to add in a little partner. Who not only can he assist him in battle, but he can also turn into a flying hoverboard. Dude, how badass is that? I know. I mean, I, lo- I love my dog, right but I kind of wish he would travel, uh, change it to a traveling, you know, like change to a skateboard or a bike. <laughs> <sighs> uh, yeah, and it's like, yeah, it's like, Willow, you're a wonderful pet, but I just wish you could turn into a hoverboard, which we should have <laughs> right now. Yeah, Back to well, the future, too. You lie to us. One year away. Psh, well, wait. We're, we're just talking hoverboards. You're missing a lot of things from the second movie that we don't mm. have. In fact, do we have anything? We don't have a Cubs championship. We don't have hologram uh, movies coming out at us. We don't have zip-up shoes. Well, we sort of have the zip-up shoes. Um, the Cubs didn't have a championship back in the 80s? No, the Cubs have never won the World Series um, in my lifetime. Or my grandfather's lifetime. My great-grandfather's oh, lifetime. Damn. They haven't won since, nineteen, like I think, 1907. Oh, shit. That's amazing. Damn, street. Chicago. I know. I know. They fuck it up every 10 years. They get close and they uh, they blow it. 
Um, yeah. They haven't even been in the World Series since, like, the I think the 20s. Yeah, I know. Good being Lord. a Cubs fan hurts. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh, gosh. Um, as far as, okay, so, yeah, so evidently this is where it's going on, and then Dr. Wiley decides to come in and steal everything, I think, in a few seconds. Wait, are you? did you memorize this episode? You're not watching it? Yeah. <laughs> That's crazy. How did you I memorize this? I, I watched it quite a few times as a kid. Okay. okay. <laughs> I love the fact that he put his face on the plane. Like, it's a really good detailed picture. Oh, God, he put his face on the plane. Yeah, freaking Dr. Wiley. He's so egocentric. So is that where, the right word to use? What's that? Yeah. Is that the right word to use? Yeah, that's the right word. Okay, good. Oh, that's right. I forgot. If, he, if he would beat his, if he beat the villain, he would touch them and he would gain their power. So he just cut, uh, beat uh, Cutman and got his blades. Oh yeah. And then there's. And you know who Cutman's voice from kind of reminds me of? No. Peter Peter Glory. Oh uh, really? Or Peter Glory. Yeah, he does kind of sound like that. It's like, oh no, he's got the. Uh, it's like, oh geez, that's amazing. It's like, what is that? What does Cutman's blades have to be made of? Shoot to cut through like all that. I don't know. How is it that he has so many of them coming out of nowhere? You know what I mean? Like constant blades are shooting. I was like, where are you getting those from? It's like, I guess that's where all the padding from his butt cheeks are from. <laughs> I guess that's but my butt's filled with blades. Their way back up to his head. <laughs> Sparkman, his design yeah. was really cool. He looked like Electro from uh, Spider Man. Yeah, so that it, I thought was really cool. The girl, she was never really part of the games because she has powers. It looks like she could really help. Yeah, she was more of a domesticated kind of robot, you know, house cleaning and serving and whatnot. So I'm like, oh, geez, that's kind of fucked up. That's like placing her back in the 50s. Yeah, that's kind of backwards. <laughs> yeah, it is. All right, but she so, doesn't manage to use those skills to help out Mega Man and, you know, by using the little vacuum power, you know, sucking up their powers and distracting the other bad guys, which is very helpful to him, which it just showed just now. What is Proto Man's power exactly? He just gets bigger? Uh, uh, Proto Man's power, um, it's actually the same as Mega Man's. He can absorb, you know, pretty much any other person's power. Like I said, he was proto- He was the first prototype uh, okay. before Dr. created Mega Man. His cape is but kind of Dr. stupid Oh, the little the little scarf thing. Yeah, it's kind of stupid looking. <laughs> it, added, it added a little flair, but I mean, honestly, when Proto Man and Mega Man throw down, that's when things got really exciting. And you're yeah. wondering, oh, geez, is Mega Man going to use his plasma? Is he going to get all the power now? That's going to be awesome. Because if he does, you know, it's extremely, extremely dangerous to the bad guys anyway. All right, so we only have but one yeah, minute no. left in this. Uh, so he's beaten everybody. Proto Man's uh, been taken back with Doctor Wily. They're cleaning up. Um, so we only have like a minute left in this. Is there anything you want to say before? Like any last thoughts about Mega Man? I really hope this it makes a comeback somehow. Because I would love to see more Mega Man. I, w- I, wish, this, I wish this show was uh, around longer. I wish it had a series finale. Well, there was also another series after this. So this is only on for a little while, but there was another series immediately after that. Yeah, it was. Uh, I think it was on Cartoon Network, I believe. It was supposed to be... It, there was one that took place in digital space, and then there was one that was from outer space. Oh, are they different... Different storylines then? Yeah. They reboot oh, okay. Yeah, they're like different storylines, different uh different alternate dimensions. Okay, that's and a bummer. Honestly, it's like I swear there's knowing that there's gonna be Mega Man in it, uh that's big enough that's that's gonna be a huge reason to buy it. I mean it's Super Smash Brothers and it's a Nintendo game all on its own. And plus I was just reading uh from the latest game informer about all the uh all the little details that they're adding to it, so everyone's gonna have like more than just one special particular move, special smash move. 
it's supposed to be, there's also supposed to be like you know new equipment uh technicalities or you can or multiple equipment um functions you know what i never i never saw ruby spears name on that maybe i missed it I should look that up. Yeah, it's during the credit. It's during the credits. Oh, okay. Um, so that's it for our episode. It just finished up. I'm Dr. Wily. My robots and I will control the world as soon as they get rid of that blue tweed Mega Man and his robot dog rush. Bomb Man, make sure they have a blast. What? Mega Man's taken over the bomb? Good man, watch out. Mega Man can use your own power against you just like that. Okay, Mega Man, can you stop Proto Man and Guts Man at the same time? I don't think so. Mega Man, collect them all from Bandai. Saturday Supercade, which is filled with a bunch of short cartoons uh, based on cl- uh, classic cartoon character or uh, arcade characters. Video game. I hate it when I get tongue-tied, man. It pisses me off. I'm recording. <laughs> I'm supposed to be a professional. All right, it's so okay. first one up is Pac-Man. It is on YouTube. Actually, all these are on YouTube because I don't think any of them are on DVD. Maybe Pac-Man. I think maybe that one came out. But the first episode is not available, so we're just going to watch episode two. It's a quick one, and actually all these are really quick. So we're going to burn through this episode, jumping from uh, topic to topic. Be ready. Be on your toes. Just like a video game. You've got to be ready for those barrels. you got to be ready for the ghosts. Exactly. Don't forget to push up, up, down, down, left, right, left, right, A, B, start. <laughs> select start. It's select start. Ugh. Oh, you Nobody it. uses the select button. No, that's how, you, that's how you got your 30 lives. I cannot believe they never made a Contra cartoon. Maybe it was too violent, but man, there's some crazy violent cartoons when we were kids. Rambo, there's a oh, Rambo yeah. cartoon. That's insane. Yeah, I know. It's so bizarre how they try to get these huge, you know, action-packed, adult-genre kind of, you know, action movies. Yeah. Market out to little kids. <sighs> All right, so we'll talk about that some other episode. We should do one where we talk about extremely violent movies turned into kids' cartoons like RoboCop and Chuck Norris and the Karate Commandos. And Conan. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, so uh, we're going to start now. Pac-Man episode. Go for lunch. Blast off. All right, so for me, I this is insane, but uh, of all the video games I played, and of course, you know, I was obsessed with Borderlands for years. Um, for me, right. though, any game at any time, you can throw at me, and I still say Pac-Man is the greatest game in history. It's the most simple, yet complicated game, and I can play it over and over and over. Oh, no, I mean, I'd always get frustrated because I, I didn't think I'd be able to make it to the next level because those stupid ghosts... And then, you know, me being a child, not, you know, my senses aren't exactly heightened to, you know, a teenagers or an adult. So, yeah, and I was pretty upset. Um, the first time I think I ever played it was at a pizza place where they had the classic table game, you know, where you could look down at it and people on each side could play it. Actually, I might have missed they Pac-Man. Still, yeah. Go ahead, yeah, what? they actually still have a Pac-Man arcade across the street from where I live in a restaurant. No kidding. Yeah, I know. I was, cool. I was, it's quite bizarre. I'm like, What? Yeah, there's a place here in Portland called Ground Control, and they filled their building with classic games. Nothing new unless it's devoted to a classic character. And they have the uh, versus Pac-Man, which four people can play at once. And you can eat each other if you have a pill. 
and you go around and whatever and like battling each other that way you try to get the most uh um uh points or whatever and then you if you get a super power pellet you get to eat the other guys yeah oh gosh yeah no that's pretty intense i mean it was crazy enough for just one player then all four of you trying to eat each other oh. yeah uh, Pac-Man, yeah, no. um, um, before it became a cartoon, I remember seeing the promos for it, and I was watching one of those Saturday, oh no, it was on Friday night, where they talk about all the cartoons that are going to be debuting on that network that day, and uh, I remember everybody was wearing these little Pac-Man antenna, which had these little Pac-Mans on top of them, and they said, you can become Pac-Man, you can become Pac-Man, clench real tight and think, go waka waka waka, waka 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 waka. And I actually believed at, I think I was four, that I could turn into Pac-Man, and I was so frustrated when it wouldn't happen. <laughs> I know. That's false advertisement right there. It like, is. You know, I could have sued them. They said, I know. They said Red Bull could give you wings, but it never did, did it? No, it gives you diarrhea, though. Does that count if you, if, if you poop fast enough to take flight? I don't know. I never drank it. So it is the 35th anniversary. May 22nd, 1980 is when Pac-Man came out. Indeed. It wasn't released wow. until uh, 1980 here in America. And, I, and we were talking yesterday in a different episode how they took it. It was called Puckman, but then uh, they had to change it because, you know, you know kids. They're going to turn it into Puckman. Yeah. Just like with, uh, you know, it was originally called. It was, it, uh, I, think, I think, yes, I think we discussed the origin or how I knew of the origin was from Scott Pilgrim. You know, he stole it. It was called. It meant Paku Paku, which yeah. meant hockey puck. Uh-huh. And instead of, you know, calling it Puck Man, so the kids could scratch out the P and make it say Fuck Man. <laughs> and it was calling it Pac Man, which made sense too. Yeah, I, oh I, I, my I, God. The, the, the phenomenon is born out of a weird idea is that uh, they were having dinner one night with pizza and someone took a slice out. And he, the designer, uh, Tor, I'm not going to say his name right, Toru Iwatani, um, he saw that and he goes, That's it right there. That's my character. <laughs> in fact he's the very first video game kind of character mascot kind of uh, thing going because everything before that was either just a guy with a gun or a spaceship it, it was never a character i know i it's, it's kind of hard to call him a character when all he would do is just run around and eat ghosts there's yeah. no there's absolutely no plot there's no story how do you know anything about pac-man for all we know we could be playing the villain Pac-Man could have been a villain. He could have just been an asshole. Now, I'll say this. <laughs> there is a story um, in Miss Pac-Man. It shows you after, I think, the first or second level. It's been a while since I played it. They show you that they meet, they fall in love, and everything. So at least there's a little bit of a story. And then because of that, they came out with Baby Pac-Man, which I consider to be the most unusual Pac-Man game ever because uh, it was a pinball game. The bottom of it was a pinball game, but if you got the ball in a certain section, it would go up into a real video game, and then you'd use the controllers at the front of the pinball game, and you'd play Pac-Man up here, and you'd have like, uh, yeah, it was just like a little baby miniature Pac-Man or whatever going around, and if he got killed, you'd come back down to the pinball game and play again. You could just, it was one of the most amazing uh, uh, experiences for a quarter. Oh, indeed. If I remembered any of that, I was still in my dad's ball bag at the time. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, gosh. I know, honestly, how did they come up with this idea for Pac-Man? Why did he wear a hat? Pac-Man didn't have to wear a hat. Um, uh, I know Junior Pac-Man wore a hat. He had, like, a little propeller. So Baby Pac-Man, as he got older, he had his own spin-off where he had a little propeller where he just basically did the same thing. Most of the games I was saying, there was Super Pac-Man where he wore a cape. Uh, I think there was, like, a giant Pac-Man where he'd eat a pellet and he'd get huge. And he, nothing would stop him. He could go through anything. Mm -hmm. um, 
Then I I remember they tried to go uh, they tried to go like a Mario version. I think it was called Pac Land, which I thought sucked, but some people still find it entertaining. I think I think everything past the original games is pretty much ass. Uh, he never really translated properly to 3D. Oh wow. There is a Pac-Man Tetris style game. I can't remember Pac Puzzle. I think it's called. Um, I have that. Kind of like uh, really good. Kind of like uh, Doctor Mario. It's, it's basically Doctor Mario. The same yeah. concept. It's, yeah. I just have to say, I, as far as like three D, I didn't even know there are any Pac-Man three D games. Yeah, I mean, I had this like, I had this like Namco version of you know Mario Party with like you know Pac-Man and all the big Konami names. Yeah, yeah. The people from Soul Calibur, but that's it. Well, Pac-Man's Namco. Yeah. Oh, now it's Namco Bandai. They merged. Oh, did they now? I missed that. Mm-hmm. Um, Pac-Man has generated two point five billion dollars in sales. Billion. Shit. Yeah, I know, right? Yet he's not really respected by the current generation because of the simplicity. Right. I know it's it's kind of hard to take Pac-Man out of his element. He is just a simple kind of kind of character. Pac-Man is starting to I get mean, popular yeah, he... with the kids though, because there is another Pac-Man cartoon, The Ghostly Adventures. I think is what it's called. It's on like Disney or Nick. And it's it's entertaining. It's a it's a three D animated cartoon, but uh, this is my generation, so I am really interested in this one. Well, I will say about uh about Pac Man, he did make an appearance in Super Smash Brothers. Does he now? Which one? The newest one? Mm hmm. Ah, cool. I'm about to play. Yeah, Super Smash Brothers. You. You know, eventually they're gonna try to. Oh wait, no, no, they are kind of making a movie with Pac Man because of Pixels. That's why we're doing a whole movie video game. Oh, right. Yes, and they got the game creators involved with that as well. Is it the real kid, or, or is it just an actor pretending to be him? Uh, I'm gonna look into. Uh, I have to look into it real okay. quick. Hold on. Yeah, IMDb. So there were so many insane versions of Pac-Man. I mean, everything you could possibly get Pac-Man on, it was on there. Every uh, PC, every uh, portable system, you could get it on. But what is legendary is for it being the very first home system uh, to carry it was Atari Twenty Six Hundred, and it's one of the shittiest fucking things I've ever played in my life. But when I was a kid. I had no access to an arcade. They took the arcade that we had in town away because of drugs, like usual. And uh, so all I had was my Atari and playing that, and it looked like hell, but it was my only Pac-Man. And I played the shit out of that. But uh, to this day, if I hear that sound, that it wasn't even the same sounds as the video game uh, in the arcade. And uh, it's weird how that sound just gets locked in my brain. Oh, and I'll say oh, this. Yeah. Uh, in college, my roommate stayed up for basically 12 hours straight, all night long, playing Pac-Man on my Atari. And he says, I think I just set the world record. And I go, did you take a picture of it? And he goes, fuck, no, I turned it off. It's like, well, how do we have proof? <laughs> Why the hell would you do something I think that? after so many hours, so many hours that he went insane. I remember him screaming at us, because there's four of us in the house, screaming at somebody to come and relieve him while he went to pee. And while he was peeing, uh, my friend Sean lost one of the guys. He got killed. And he was just like, son of a bitch! <laughs> I should have just peed in a bottle. <laughs> oh my god, that is insane. I don't even know what to say to that. Yeah, I don't even think I can comment on that. Yeah, that's crazy. Yeah, I'm pretty um, sure it's just another, yeah, I'm pretty sure it's just an actor. Their uh, Pac-Man Fever is a one-hit wonder that was huge. I think it got to the top ten from Buckner and Garcia. Oh, yeah. And uh, I played oh, that... Crazy. That CD is amazing. The whole thing is filled with uh, of-the-time video game songs. Yeah, honestly, I'm not convinced that these guys are ghosts. They're just little, you know, mafia pricks. You think, uh, <laughs> think Pac-Man's Pac a junkie now? As I'm watching the cartoon. Pills? You think he needs his fix? 
He's like, oh god, I'm sorry, Miss Pac-Man, but I need, I need, I, I, I. And he's gone on the streets like, I'll suck your dick for some pills. <laughs> I guess they're pellets. They're called pellets, right? I know, seriously. Yeah, those pellets. Yeah, they were, they were even cooking them on the grill, which happened to be Pac-Man shaped. Are these are these basically are Pac-Man pills basically meth? Is that what's going on? Or ecstasy? <laughs> I mean, look at the ghosts. I mean, it's a big pill. All of a sudden, they're all blinking and flashing and all that shit, and just they taste delicious. We uh we had the board game version of this where you roll a dice and it would go like how many spaces you roll and he would get the pebbles or what or the I keep saying pebbles pellets and uh, you just try to build up as many as possible by the time you got to the end whoever had the most which was a pain in the ass to count there's so many of them oh gosh and while we're talking about uh, Nintendo uh Satoru Iwata Iwata yeah. Nintendo CEO oh. Um, so Nintendo did carry a version of this. I remember there being some controversy because the company who made the the I can't remember the name of it, but the uh, Tengen, they licensed Pac-Man, put it on the Nintendo without Nintendo's say so. They somehow broke through the chip and they did it illegally, and they uh, got shut down pretty fast. You know, I'm as I'm watching this just from the intro. Yeah, Donkey Kong. Yeah, Donkey Kong. He's a dick. He just abandoned Donkey Kong Junior. <laughs> All he did was leave a letter, like not even explaining. He's like, "Yeah, I'm leaving. Sorry, bye." <laughs> oh my god, he abandoned his child. He's like, <laughs> "Oh god!" It just brings you back to that scene from "There Will Be Blood." You know, yeah, Daniel Plainview. You know, yeah. Daniel Day Lewis just screaming, "I abandoned my child! I abandoned my child!" Just fucking screaming from the top of his lungs. Damn, that's what it reminds me of right now. Like, what the hell? So Pac-Man was pretty popular. It only lasted two seasons, had a couple specials, but it was popular enough on ABC that CBS decided, well, holy crap, we need to go right now and get whatever we can license for Saturday Supercade. Wow. Yeah, so Saturday Supercade was unusual because, and it was actually a smart move, I think, in their, uh, on their side, is the fact that they would choose numerous cartoons, or numerous characters to put into cartoons. So if one wasn't popular, at least the next one would carry it. Indeed. Uh, it, was on, it was on for two seasons. Um, I believe most of the episodes were created during the first season, and I think only about six or seven were created for the second season. And that's when they added Space Ace and Kangaroo. We discussed Space Ace on the last episode. And uh, for this one, we're just going to be watching them in segments. I picked, I picked one segment from each cartoon. If we get bored, we're going to fast-forward it. Okay. I have to say, yeah, no, Donkey Kong kind of reminds me of Scrappy-Doo. It's like as if Scrappy got his own little spin-off. Oh, Scrappy sucks. <laughs> that's why that's why he that's why he was that's why he was the villain in the first live action movie. <laughs> yeah, he's a douche. And yeah, douche. He is. And I'm pretty sure yeah, no, that's Frank Welker who's the voice of Donkey Kong Jr. Yeah, legendary. We uh, Frank Welker shows up on so many of these episodes. He must be like rolling in the dough even though I think they pay voice actors a little bit less than, you know, actor, but still awesome. Indeed. Oh my gosh, I think there was how many parents complained about this cartoon because they were promoting you know, cross-dressing. Man, yeah, that's strange. I don't know. Someone's like, what the hell? Your kid's not watching this. I wouldn't mind. Hey, I mean, Bugs Bunny cross-dressed all the time. Nobody complained then. Yeah, well, I think it's. I think people are now are more sensitive. They have knee-jerk reactions to getting pissed off. And we're sensitive, which is good, but at the same time, sometimes we're overly sensitive. Eh. Uh, well, I don't know. Kong. Or they're just, yeah, don't yeah thanks, Kong. Obama. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> They all, people love to blame things that are so stupid. Um, Donkey Kong uh, was almost sued out of existence. Universal Studios sued 
uh, Nintendo uh, over the, the Donkey Kong saying that they had ripped off their character and they went to court and it was discovered that Universal never had the rights to remake King Kong in the first place. RKO made it in the 30s, then uh, Universal Studios released uh, a version in the 70s, but they Jessica at no Lang point had the right... What's that? Jessica Lang and Jeff Bridges. Right, and they never had the right to remake it. So them suing Nintendo uh, got voided because it became basically like a public domain kind of idea. Um, so not only did Nintendo win, but Universal had to pay for all of their court costs. Oh, they the pay. Yeah, it was like 1.5 or 1.8 million. It was a lot. Wow. Have you ever seen uh, King of Kong, A Fistful of Quarters? No. Oh, my Is God. Is this a documentary about someone trying to break the world record? Yeah, for yeah. I think it's up on uh, Hulu right now. Basically, it's about this massive douchebag and uh, him trying to defend his King Kong uh, legacy. You know, he, he holds a record. And this guy out of nowhere, out of Seattle who's kind of like a working blue-collar kind of guy, and you know he has kids and everything, and he's real earnest and real sweet guy, and he's trying to beat uh, this guy, and uh, basically it's just this war of bullshit, and it's really it's a really great documentary. I have to look into it. I do remember, um, I do remember like early, you know, E3, when G4 was actually presenting, talking about video games. Yeah, yeah. Early G4. Yeah, they mentioned that documentary, and that, uh, one of the guys tried to break the world record again. Yeah, it's it's weird. It keeps changing over and over. Um, the douchebag's name is Billy Mitchell, Billy Mitchell, and uh, he's one of these arrogant, cocky jackasses that uh, basically went out of his way to not um, compete live with the. Uh, I can't remember the other guy's name right now. I'll look it up. But um, it's a really fascinating movie. The, the movie got so much attention that they're gonna remake it with uh, Ben Stiller and someone else. And uh, also, the director of that went on to do Horrible Bosses. Oh wow! And I think I think he did. I want to say he did Weird the Millers. I could be wrong about that. I have to look into that. Oh god, Meet the Meet the Millers was hilarious. <laughs> I, I just saw that one plain scene where there, you know she's discussing like, yeah, I'm not sure why I'm late on my period because I always stick to anal. <laughs> yeah, no, she they would say shit like that out of nowhere. It's a stewardess just kind of thrown in there. <laughs> I was gonna give a history yeah. of Donkey Kong, but a lot of it you can just find online. Um, the fact that Radar Scope was Nintendo's first major game that they wanted to put. Before that, I think they just made cards. You know, they were a real uh, different kind of game company. But they wanted to get into video games. They made Radar Scope, which was a huge flop. And all they had left was basically Donkey Kong. And they're like, well, let's put that out there. And nobody really wanted to distribute it in America because Radar Scope basically burned them because it's a very expensive game. And the distributors were pissed because it cost them so much that I think they were kind of wary of putting Donkey Kong out there. And in looks, it was a huge hit. Oh wow! Now, did you ever yeah. play Donkey Kong Country? Yes, I did. I even have it on my phone, actually. No, it's on your phone. I guess the quality of phones have upgraded. Super, Super yeah, Super Nintendo video game emulator. Yeah, I love Donkey Kong Country. I don't remember oh. playing the games after that first one though. When I saw the graphics, remember Rare? I don't think they're around anymore. Yeah. They're a really great company, and they uh, they created a look you'd never seen before. And uh, really they pretty much handled all the Nin What's that? They pretty much handled all the N64 games I remember playing. I remember Death Force Gemini, Donkey Kong, Banjo-Kazooie. Oh my god, Banjo-Kazooie. I love that game. Did they make a cartoon of that? I want to see it. We'll have to find out eventually. I feel like they did. I know there was a Donkey Kong Country cartoon because I had a tape with it. But... Yeah. Oh, oh wow. Yeah. Donkey Makes Kong Country was on for two years. This scene right here. What's that? 
So this giant, this scene right here makes me want a giant apple pie. Holy and shit. How heck... Oh, that's how I want to die. I want to be dipped in a pie and just I want to eat my way to freedom. <laughs> I have to say, it's like, how is that man even able to run in the heels like that and not trip over anything? <laughs> heels are terrible to run in. <laughs> so anyway, as you were saying, uh, what about uh, Banjo-Kazooie? Oh, I was just thinking that there was a Banjo-Kazooie cartoon. No, but I was also saying that the Donkey Kong Country cartoon lasted two seasons. I mean, I had a tape with them on there, but it, it, I never got around to watching it, and I gave it away, and I kind of wish I had now. Damn it. Was it, was it 3D animated? Like, uh, it was digital animation, yeah, like reboot. Exactly. That's what. I, yeah, I remember that. I definitely remember that. I watched a few episodes. I think one of the most memorable things about Donkey Kong in particular, I didn't even know there was a Donkey Kong Jr., I just always thought it was just Diddy Kong. Oh, yeah. I had a Donkey Kong Jr. for... That was one of the very first games I ever had for uh, my Nintendo. I got a Nintendo, I think. Uh, I, I had always played my uncle's Nintendo. And uh, finally got my own, I think, around 1989 when they got a little bit cheaper. I think I got it for like 100 bucks. And the very first game I got on there was Donkey Kong Jr. That sucker is hard, man. These old games are really hard. I know. They're absolutely bizarre. I mean, I tried to play Batman on Nintendo. I would, oh gosh, it would take me forever just to get past the first level. Yeah, ever since platformers kind of came to an end, uh, games got a lot easier. You could change the setting, but back then you were just screwed. You got to learn how to do it or move on. Yeah, no, you had to have, it was like, you know, you had to time it just right. You almost each step. Yeah. Did you ever see Donkey Kong 3? I think it's Donkey Kong 3 where basically it's not the whole jumping over barrels. By then Mario had moved on. But basically you were like an exterminator and you'd shoot like spray up his butt. Like bug spray up his butt, and make him shoot uh, back up the vines. Weird game. No, I never played Donkey Kong Country. I didn't even know that existed. <laughs> yeah, it wasn't very popular. See, here's the thing: is Mario really took off. Donkey Kong, not so much. I mean, the first game was amazing, and Donkey Kong Jr. did very well, but the sequels weren't very good, and people just kind of moved on from Donkey Kong. He didn't come back until Country had come out. Of course, Mario went strong the whole way. Oh yeah, no. Oh god. I remember Adam Sandler and uh, Billy Madison talking to some kid. This kid's talking about how Mortal Kombat's the greatest game ever. Yeah. And he goes, ah, Mortal Kombat's good, but I think Donkey Kong Country is the one that, that it's really a lot of fun. And then he just yells out, Donkey Kong sucks. <laughs> you know, something you suck. <laughs> oh, God. Yeah, no, well, I guess probably back then in Nintendo, but as soon as Donkey Kong Country came out, yeah, people were going crazy for it again. And then, you know, just lately, um, the latest one on the Wii U, uh, Tropical Freeze. Yeah. Yeah, no, that one got a lot of great ratings. Like, those, all those Nintendo games lately, yeah. especially, like, the big mascot names, are doing real, are doing great. Like, oh. they're definitely, they're definitely able to contend. I'm looking this up right now, Co. Uh, so, okay, so that movie, Fistful of Quarters, yeah, Steve Weeby is the one who held the record uh, for a while, and then, um, I, it's weird, the movie never mentions this guy, Mark Keel. He, I guess it's not a good story because they want a good guy and a bad guy. They don't want a guy in the middle. Steve Weeby is the one who held the record. Then this Mark Keel guy won it. Then Steve got it again. Then Billy Mitchell got it. And uh, Mark Keel, I don't know. It's weird. Oh, yeah. no, I'm looking at Donkey Kong Jr. I didn't know that Steve Weeby held the record on that either. Wow. Huh. You'd have to see the movie for this to make a lot more sense. I apologize. Surprise, surprise. And now we're on to Donkey Kong. <laughs> and there's Mario and his girlfriend Pauline. So I'm guessing, like, the way this cartoon plays out is that Donkey Kong's the protagonist, and Mario's an antagonist. Yeah. This is before he became, you know, got his own Super Mario spinoff, right? Yeah, so um, I think it was it was 1985 is when he got 
Super Mario World. I wonder when uh, Super Mario Brothers debuted. Let me look at that. Because it had to have been real soon after Donkey Kong. I want to say either 1985 or 86. Mario Brothers. Man, I played the shit out of that game too. The original where you're in the pipes. Love that yep. game. Oh, it came hey, out in 1983. Product. So it came out while this cartoon was airing. So I'm kind of surprised they didn't give them a spinoff. Not just yet. No, 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 no. Mario didn't get a cartoon until later. Yeah. With Mean Lou Albano. Which is our next episode. Mm-hmm. I can't wait till we get to that one. It's going to be so fun. It's just... Uh, okay, I have to say, uh, in the games, Donkey Kong seems like a really evil bad guy. An asshole. In this, they just make him like a goofball. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. They just kind of stupefy him. I don't get it. It's like, well, how can Mario be the bad guy when Donkey Kong's the one stealing his girlfriend all the time? Uh, remember, but Soupy guess, Sale. Like, no. What's that? Well, I'm guessing, you know, they've been treating Donkey Kong like shit, so, you know, they decided <laughs> to, you know, make him be the star. Let's, let's, be, let's be nice to him today. That kind of attitude. Um, Saturday Supercade uh, on Donkey Kong. Soupy Sales is the only celebrity, really, in this cast at that time. Of course, there's a lot more cast members that got famous later. But uh, Soupy Sales was a child entertainer. He was kind of like, uh, uh, it was a live-action show with, for kids, but it was it was kind of like uh, Bozo the Clown, that kind of thing, where he was like a silly guy who would do all sorts of crazy voices. He had a very strong cult following. I think the show was only on for about, only on for like 20 years. I think it was on for a long time for a kid's show. Oh, wow. I don't know. I never even knew these cartoons existed. Like I said, I was still floating yeah. around. My dad, my dad, you know, my brother, Eddie, I'm pretty sure, was developing in my mom's womb. Well, the nice part is is um, you get an education in old cartoons, and you give me an education on newer cartoons. That's true, or vice versa. Okay, I have to say, what was Donkey... Okay, that seemed kind of messed up. That seemed kind of racist. He was dressed up with a turban on his head, dressed up in a, in a sash, speaking all weird. Oh, gosh. No wonder Middle Easterns hate this cartoon. <laughs> yeah, cartoons back in the day weren't that sensitive. There's going to be an, a day where we talk about the Pink Panther Inspector Clouseau cartoon, and it's going to fuck your Christmas up, man. You're going to watch it just like, <laughs> how is this possible? How is this so insanely racist? It's mind-boggling. Oh, and there's a Dick Tracy how cartoon. How did they get away with it? There's a Dick Tracy cartoon in the 60s that just, like, it blows your mind that anybody even thought that way. You're like, what the fuck? Oi, babe. Uh, so some of the cast that did voices on, I want to say... Okay, so we have Donkey Kong Soupy Sales. Peter Cullen, of course, did Mario, and he's famous for... Peter Cullen. Peter Cullen, Optimus Prime. Oh, of course. God, what's wrong with me? I'm losing it. It's okay, I have my moments, too. <laughs> yeah, I know, it's like, usually I'm the one who calls out and says, yeah, Peter Cullen did that. Yeah, yeah. he did that, he did that. That's funny, you know time. what? He plays Mario here, and if you think about it, he also plays Monterey Jack in Chippendale Rescue Rangers. They kind of look alike. Monterey Jack and Mario? Yeah, think about it. You know, chubby guys and mustaches and hats, and they're on adventures together. I drink a lot, so it seems like they're a lot alike. I, I could be completely wrong. True. Oh, my God. you can't, I couldn't tell that was Peter Cullen. But I will say this about uh, Monterey Jack. The difference between Monterey Jack and Super Mario is that Monterey Jack's Australian, and Mario's Italian. Well, okay. I wasn't saying they're from the same country. Uh you know, I have to tell you this. I've had a snack sitting right next to the computer the whole time we're recording this. I keep trying to grab it and eat it while I'm recording. I need to put this over very, very far away from my reach. <laughs> Got it. <laughs> you know, I you ever... What was the... That we just tell him just decides to be a douche and take that kid's floaty. What's the logic behind calling him Mario Mario? I don't really get that. 
Just just give him a proper name. Pete's sake. Alright, you know what? We should fast forward through this one. I think we pretty much said everything we can about Donkey Kong. What do you think? Still there? Alright, folks. Sorry about that. Skype. Skype! I, I swear, in this future where we have so much technology working for us, and these people can't get their shit together. They're constantly kicking us out. We have to call each other like 19 times before we can even do an episode. They suck. Yeah, I know. It is. Ugh. I think Skype's so sick of us. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so we're going to head and skip because that, we're just tired of Donkey Kong. Qbert! I love the opening of Qbert. I remember this vividly, that the vector graphic kind of style flying sequences. Oh, so awesome. You know, it is pretty fun. I will say this about the last part, you know, as we're cutting away. Yeah. Donkey Kong, I mean, Donkey Kong will listen to Pauline, but he's going head over heels with this other girl, which is disgusting because he's, that's bestiality. Hubert <laughs> uh, was my favorite of the bunch. Um, Saturday Supercade, it's cool for nostalgia factor, but I never thought it was that high quality. Um, I thought Pac-Man was better. Uh, Dragon's Lair was great. Space Ace was okay. But for the most part, Saturday Supercade is kind of the thing I caught if there was nothing else on. And uh, but I do remember really enjoying Cubert because it, it uh, he was like a kid, you know, he was just uh, a teenager trying to fit. And I thought it was a really genius idea to to set it up in this way. Yeah, I know, like in a high school setting, you know, just all the cool, clean cut kids against all the you know leather clad bullies. It is, it's it's cute, it's fun. Now Cubert also yeah, go ahead. And on dude, and, and recently Cubert did get some. Uh, there was some light shed on him in the movie uh, Wreck-It Ralph. I have to finish that movie, dude. I watched the first half hour, I got busy, and I never made it back, which makes me seem like a tool. Oh, dude, you love it. All right, Cubert is one of the hardest games I've ever played in my life. For such a simple setup, it all has to do with the fact that I cannot... My depth perception apparently sucks. Uh, have you played? Have you actually played Cubert? Yes, I did. I played quite a few times. Uh, there was just like a name... There's this uh, special video game collection emulator. Yeah started playing it on that. I thought it was like pretty fun. It was just wacky and weird. I like looking at it. Yeah, it's amazing to look at, but it's also one of those things like if your depth perception is off, you're going to suck at this game because you think you're going left, you're not, you're dropping to the ground. <laughs> oh, wow. Uh, yeah. Gottlieb is the company that developed Qbert, and I don't know anything they developed besides Qbert. I got to look that up. Gottlieb. It sounds familiar. I thought they were pinball guys. It does. Yeah, it does sound a lot very familiar. Oh, they were. They were mostly mm. pinball guys. They did Cubert uh, Crawl. Do you remember that movie, Crawl? With a... Yeah, it's not a very good movie. <laughs> yes. I remember it. It's legendary. It had Liam Neeson in it and Robbie Coltrane. A lot of yeah, yeah. You know, big-name actors. Oh, good. You remembered. Um, other than that, they're mostly don't, known for their pinball. They didn't really do. They did maybe a dozen video games. That was it. And that's all they needed to do. Wow. Gottlieb is still making... Oh, no. I'm looking here. They stopped Wait, in 1996. 1996 was the last uh, pinball game they developed. But they made 749 pinball games. That's fucking bananas. Indeed. God, yes. Uh, and did they have to do ones like based off movies and whatnot, too? Yeah, they did. You know, their final game was Barbed Wire. <laughs> That's a of sad all the last to yeah, projects to do and to go out on, you did Wire. Yeah, they oh. had uh, they had Waterworld, they had Nightmare on Elm Street, Stargate, Rescue Nine One One. What the hell? Why would you do oh, wow. that? Doesn't even make sense. Oh well, I do know like latest pinball games I have played that had one based on the Superman, the Spider Man trilogy, yeah. along with the Pirates movies, Pirates of the Caribbean movies. Dude, give me a pinball game any day. I'll play the shit out of that. I love pinball. Yes, 
Oh, pinball is fun. Dude. Oh, God, you can be, up to, be there for hours. Don't forget to tilt. <laughs> hey, so Cubert uh, was also originally developed under the name Cubes, and I kid you not, for a brief moment, it was named Snots and Boogers. Snots and Boogers. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Well, Cubert was like a giant nose, so it would make sense. <laughs> I would love to play. What are you playing, Snots and Boogers? All right. Uh, hey, or Booger Man. Booger oh, Man was an actual God, I remember Booger Man. That one was a lot of fun. Oh, wow. I kid you not, these guys remind me of Bebop and Rocksteady. <laughs> these little nicknames I Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Warren Davis thought this up. He sounds really familiar. I gotta look him up. He's an actor? What? And a video game programmer? Oh, wow. Eh, I guess he's just done some TV show quite, stuff. Quite the, uh, quite the entrepreneur. Oh, God, okay. <laughs> And that's what Hubert actually said. He didn't know what he was saying at all. He was like, yeah, 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 yeah. Basically swearing. He was the first cartoon character, I think, to ever swear outside of <laughs> Fritz the Cat. <laughs> oh, gosh, yeah, this animation and these voice actors. I think they're, I think it's like some of the same voice actors I heard on Peter Pan and the Pirates. Probably. Oh, giant snail. Oh, no! They still had dragons in this decade. I remember playing this on the Atari, and the graphics were so shitty, I could not, I couldn't even get through it. Oh, yeah, yeah, I know, I don't blame you. Sometimes when a game has, like, just terrible graphics, especially in this day and age. Yeah, yeah. My, my brother got two worlds. He tried it out. The first two worlds, it was a piece of shit. Like, it was worse than an Xbox, a regular Xbox game. Like, what, graphics what game? were so choppy, it was cheap. What was it again? Two worlds. Oh, I never heard of it. Oh, yeah, no, the first two worlds was a piece of shit. I'm not even sure if it was... I'm not even sure how this sequel did. Oh, Ruby Spears developed this. That's we see those guys a lot during the '80s. I always thought Ruby Spears really? they were entertaining, but they are always like a second run Hanna Barbera. True, they came from Hanna Barbera, but they never had the good licenses. They never really had the good storylines. They always seemed like runner up. Yeah, they did, but they did have something some things that were memorable. Like for me, was the you know Mega Man cartoon. Yeah, which I hope does make a huge comeback. Well, I'm sure. Well, Man of Action is the new animator, which will be awesome. Oh, speaking of Mega Man, I know uh, that Concept, game new game developer by Keiji Inafune, who uh, he's coming up with a project called Red Ash, and it's like a spiritual successor to Mega Man Legends. Red ass. Ash. <laughs> ash hole. You're an ash hole, Michael. Uh, I had to go for it. Oh, look, and it's got the, even the, the uh, classic bouncing scene, how he'd bounce off from car to car, and it would all light up. Yeah. And of course, oh gosh, what's the serpent's name? What's the snake's name again? Um, God, I haven't seen this before. It, uh, well, I know, okay, so all the guys that are in Qbert's little group all start with Q. And then, uh, Coily, I think. Coily. Coily, Ugg, yeah, Broadway. All of them are voiced by Frank Welker. Wow. Versatile. Yeah, and, and of course, Coily has like this, you know, annoying, you know, little Brooklyn, New Yorker accent. <laughs> yeah, so this is your normal. Yeah, I figured this is Frank Walter. I mean, they, he sound, I mean you can, how can you not tell that it's Frank Walter? He's the voice of almost every villain. Yeah, Frank Walter. Uh, the other guys I really don't know. Julie McWhorter, her name seems very familiar. I think I've seen her in some stuff. The rest of them I don't recognize. Dick Beals, I guess he did a bunch of voices. Dick uh, Beals, is that what you said? Yeah, Dick Beals. I don't know who that is. Uh, Julie McWhorter, I swear. You know, I think she was in she was in Pirates of Dark Water, not Peter Pan the Pirates. Oh wow! 
Oh, no, I thought she was the voice of Wendy. Or, actually, no, the voice of Tinkerbell. That's what I thought it was. I do have to say, I mean, I, it, it, this is kind of a fun little idea, especially with this whole, you know, floating disc race. Yeah. And it was like kind of, you know, the, the, the whole hover technology that could, that could see in Back to the Future. Oh, God, I dreamed when I was a kid of having one of those flying discs. Because uh, it, it was because of Masters of the Universe. Remember he flies around those that little disc or whatever in the movie? Yeah, he does. Mm-hmm. Now that I thought was pretty cool. A little Air Centurion sequence. Hey, I have to ask real quick. Uh, how close is your microphone? Because I'm getting severe distortion. Uh, right next to my face. Oh, okay. It's weird. I'm getting distortion. It's like uh, going overboard. Uh, hold on. Sounding good right now? Yes! Thank you. Huh. What'd you do? Okay. Oh, I just uh, untangled it. <laughs> oh, okay. That was it. Wow. Because it was like, wah, 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 wah. <laughs> wah, 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 wah. <laughs> Charlie Brown's like, did you just tell me to fuck myself? <laughs> kind of, yeah. <laughs> and I told you to go make me some damn beer. Yeah, I was, I, was, I always wondered what was going on in Charlie Brown's house. We got to do a Charlie Brown episode when the new movie comes out. Because there's some stuff I want to discuss about him. Oh, world. gosh, yes. Yeah. And I used to live in Santa Rosa, where Herman Schultz came from. Yeah, that museum is amazing. Wait, who did you say? <laughs> Charles Schultz. Okay. Why did I say Herman Schultz? I have no I idea. I was like, what the hell? His name was Charles, not Hyman. Uh, dude, he probably changed it to Charles. I just realized Kubrick's basically flying around on a Simon game. Pretty much, yeah. Uh, ranking and entering. Uh, how did Kubrick not get arrested at the end of this episode? For, destru- you know, for uh, you know, destruction of property? Yeah. Ranking and enter- entering? Little bastard. He's a miscreant. He deserves to be locked up. <laughs> What if Kubert all along was just playing everybody like he was actually just a horrible person? Yeah. Oh, God. <laughs> no, oh, gosh. Now, Kubert, it's so funny how I thought, like, that big snout was his mouth. I didn't know it was his nose. You know what? I think I thought that, too, when I was a kid. God, the boogers he oh, must get. Really I mean, does he have again. a does he have an enclosure? How does that nose really work? I mean, can you just put your can you fist his nose? Can you just like put your whole hand right in his nose? These are things I'm not supposed to think about. It right? I, 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 that's kind of disgusting and stupid. <laughs> oh, my cartoon stopped. That's weird. The next one is Frogger. Now I was really good at Frogger. <laughs> All right, so Frogger is one of the games that I was actually good at. Something about the timing, I could just get it down. It's weird because I usually sucked at video games. I was only really ever good at Pac-Man and Frogger. Yeah, no, I think that one also got a 3D remake. Yeah, I remember that. I think uh, Atari was trying to do a big comeback because they basically ate ass on the Atari Jaguar. One of the weirdest systems I've ever seen. But, um, yeah, I think Frogger for the computer was what it was first released on. I think they did uh, PlayStation after that. Yeah, and I think it was also added on part of a, a special collection that came with a certain game. Yeah. Like, I think it was a Na- like certain Namco game, I believe, like a new 3D version of it, and then it would come with like a classic uh, rendition of Frogger. So I think that's one of the reasons. That, I think that was one of the first times I actually played it. But there were times it was available in, uh, of course, you know, the classic arcades. Yeah, yeah. That's, I think, the very first time I ever played it was uh, at the arcade. And I just became enamored by, oh, you know, I'm also really good at the Star Wars arcade game, but the home version sucks, so I'm not sure I can count that. I, I, I usually play games at home. Yeah, no, I still have the Super Nintendo versions of uh, Star Wars, uh, Empire, and Return of the Jedi on my phone. Cool. Are we talking like the vector yeah. graphics one, where the, you know, you have the guns like this, you know, and the stuff's coming at you? 
No. No, but you do get see what it's like that. All right, uh, At least, Frogger. Uh, the first one would do the Death Star Trench Run. Yeah, Frogger was developed by Konami, but distributed by Sega. Oddly enough, Sega Gremlin. I don't know what the hell Sega Gremlin was. It must have been like a co-partnership or something. I don't know. I just remember the Genesis and the 32-bit and the CD and the Dreamcast. All at once, which destroyed the company because they went overboard. <laughs> oh, oh yeah. wow. You know what? Uh, Gremlin, I think, was the home distributor for some of these games. Like they did Zaxxon and Frogger and about 90 games I've never heard of. Wow. Okay, so I'm... Oh, well, so I think... Oh, it clearly shows that Frogger himself is an adult. And I guess their firm just got robbed. Oh, they're uh oh, he's a reporter and a writer. Oh, that's right. I remember this. You know what's funny is this is never gonna come out on video. They're never gonna be enough interest to put out plus. They licensed games from different companies and try to get everybody on board to say okay, it's gonna be really hard. I know, plus he's no castle, so people aren't gonna he's not gonna be that interesting. Unless they're <laughs> <laughs> he's I mean, also not as heavy. Have, uh, you, seen, have you seen him lately? He's gotten real heavy, Nathan Fillion. A little bit, yeah. He has. He's gotten quite. He's gotten quite a pudge. And uh, I will say this about Frogger: like, what interesting occupation to give a frog? Of all the occupations, he has to be a reporter. A yeah, writer. so it's a weird, weird concept. I think they were just spitballing. They want to make every cartoon completely different. And you know, you're gonna get a couple where they're like, ah, we got nothing. What, what should we do? All right, all right. You know what they should have done is made Frogger like a bootlegger. Like, down south, he's, like, in the bayou, and he's transferring whiskey or moonshine. <laughs> <laughs> or special frog oils. You know, he smuggles them in. Yeah. Selling out his own people, the bastard. So, oh, then Frogger would be the villain. Holy crap, that'd be awesome. There is a sequel uh -huh. to Frogger, which is weird, because you think there'd be a bunch of sequels. This game was huge. It sold 20 million copies. And uh, the sequel was called Ribbit, and it was only for the PC, I think. I never even heard of it oh, wow. right now. Never heard of it either. I'm trying to think, like, maybe something to do with frogs, but nope, none of the games I ever played. <laughs> uh, why is the thief simply masked like a ghost? Why is he disguised as a ghost? That makes no sense. I mean, uh, is it one of those swamps that where everybody tends to be superstitious or what? Oh, that'd be awesome. Oh, if we introduced uh, voodoo and stuff like that, that would have been made a, a more interesting cartoon. Oh, definitely. Oh, Acme Pawn Shop. Parker Brothers had the rights to the home version of Frogger, and they spent $10 million advertising this and the Empire Strikes Back game that came out for the Atari. I played that Empire oh, wow. Strikes Back game. It's irritating. <laughs> oh, gosh. Isn't, uh, well, I mean, it, well, I mean, considering the caliber of the movie... It has to. The game has to live up to it. It has to be a lot tougher. It has to be a lot more difficult. Yeah, the whole game yeah. on the Atari. The whole game is basically you're in your uh, ship and you're. Dude, I can't remember. I watched Star Wars forever. I can't remember the nerdy ass names. I used to be so obsessed with Star Wars. All right, so you're in your little Hoth setting, you know, and uh, you're in your ship. You're trying to take down the Adats. Snowspeeder? Is that what it's called? Snowspeeder. Okay. Yeah, Snowspeeders. All right, Snowspeeder. You're trying to take out the Adats. And um, they give you no directions, at least not in my version. They give you directions. I didn't discover until uh, so many plays you're supposed to shoot at the front of it, like in this little box, which you don't know it's a box. You just find it by accident. So many thousands yeah. of times on the front and then so many thousands of times on the back for it to blow up. But you can't run out of fuel before it happens, and it never stops running out of fuel. You just fucking die. It's, it's oh, God. <laughs> I know. Plus, you know, taking out AT-ATs was not easy. 
You said AT-AT? What the hell? <laughs> Sorry, that just does not sound right to me. Yeah, you're probably saying the, the like the real nerds, they probably like AT-AT, man. Adats are for fools. All-terrain armored transport. Shit, dude, you know you're, you know you're Star Wars. That I do. Well, plus, I mean, I'm pretty good with amigrams. And what else would that stand for? I mean, look at it. It's a giant elephant-like thing. Ass to ass to... It was a human centipede machine. <laughs> all right frogger uh so actually i'm wrong there was a sequel but i don't know why they said earlier there was only one called ribbit it was called frogger 2 3 deep is that supposed to be like a joke on 3d i don't know maybe during the rise of 3d they're just i don't know but i just remember there being like a 3d version of it for xbox oh this is what it was it was three screens on top of each other in the arcade that must have been an expensive Jeez, that must have cost a fortune to develop. Yeah, had three oh, screens, yeah, and you, you would progress to each one. Oh, hey, look. These crickets, they resemble Laurel and Hardy. That's cute. That's cool. Oh, gosh. A little classic tribute to Hollywood. I think your microphone's twisted again. It's distorting. Okay. What about now? Beautiful. Okay. Yeah, no, straight up. I, You know, that was a nice little classic tribute to Hollywood. You know, Laurel and Hardy, you know, being portrayed through these two crickets. Yeah. Oh my god, do you remember the Seinfeld episode where George is trying to get a Frogger machine across the street in traffic? Uh, <laughs> it's, one of the very, but... it's one of the very last episodes, and he's obsessed with Frogger. It's his favorite game, and he finds it at a pizza place, but then the pizza place is closing. And so he buys the machine, and then he's trying to get it across the street uh, so he can take it home. And it's hilarious because you see it from a top view. It's just like the game, and he's going from side to side or whatever then a truck comes up and smacks it and it explodes everywhere wow how elaborate how insane yeah it was, it was a really fun episode it's a show about nothing but yet about everything that's the craziest thing uh seinfeld needed to be that way because we were stuck with shitty kid drama oh not well they're, they're sitcoms but everyone wants to have a very special episode of whatever and you're like ah oh god here they are trying to catch a thief and they end up catching Frogger. What idiots. What twits. What twits these animals be. Twits. Twiddly twats. Twitty twits. Oh, whatever. <laughs> nice little cartoon element when they inflate him, he becomes this giant life raft. Yeah, that <laughs> mouse does not belong in here. That mouse looks like it's from, uh, what's the rescuers? Yeah. Rescuers. Is it supposed to be a Honestly. play? Oh, did we, did the rescues take place on the bayou? Or on the swamp? Yeah, it did. the first one, yeah, it did. Yeah, I wonder if this we is can, a play on that. And they had right. a pelican. They had a pelican. Wow, this is like a weird rip-off homage. Oh, wow. Wait a second. <laughs> I, was, I was looking at Wikipedia. How did he turn into a, um, a float? I don't know. It's the car nice little cartoon. Now they use him as a float. What dicks? Dingle bellies. He, should, he, could also be, you know, he could also be full of dust because, you know, she used the vacuum to inflate him. That's so mean. <laughs> <laughs> All right, All so right. Kangaroo oh, yeah. is our Honestly. next cartoon. Kangaroo is a game I never played. I have barely a memory of this. It's a game. It was a game. Kangaroo, yeah. These are all based on games. I didn't even know what the, what the hell is Kangaroo about. I have no idea. I uh, it's, it's of all these games, it's the only one I've never played. Uh, I tried looking it up. Speaking of Richard Pryor. What's that? <laughs> so speaking of Richard Pryor, hey, look at this guy. Uh, I'm looking up Kangaroo. Hold on a second. All right. I should. Yeah, I, honestly, I need to I... go. I need to go back to doing this on the TV and the computer. Who? What? What? What, what about Richard Pryor? Say what? What about Richard Pryor? Uh, I just thought that, uh, that I thought that cartoon they I thought they modeled that cartoon after him. Oh no! Oh look, it's an elephant. 
And of course, elephants love penis. A penis? I didn't know that. I always thought it was penis the whole time. They love penis? Uh, I was wrong. Nuts. 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 Oh, they like nuts and the penis. Is that what you're saying? They cup the balls, work the shaft? I'm not. No, that was not. <laughs> an, for the first time, <laughs> all the times I've made, I'd say shit like that, I'm not trying to pull an innuendo here. <laughs> you're going to pull me in there? I, I, no, I'm sorry. I'm not really into the whole cock and balls thing. Sorry. I'm, I'm exhausting this, aren't I? <laughs> um, kangaroo, Thanks, kangaroo was developed by... What? You, when I'm talking, don't interrupt! <laughs> uh, kangaroo was developed by Sunsoft. Uh, originally, Sun Corporation. Sunsoft is a much better name. Oh, wow, really? Oh, yeah, Sunsoft. Oh, my God. What was I think? Was that the one with the little bat? bat yeah, yeah. Uh, oh, my God. Yeah, it was on the yeah, Sega, the, the, the Super Nintendo. Yeah, that's right. They were the ones who helped develop uh, uh, Death and Return of Superman. They, oh, gosh, they did a lot of games. They were yeah. behind pretty much almost every Super Nintendo game. Yeah, they did all those Batman games that are wicked hard. Oh, yeah. Oh, except for Batman. Well, Batman Returns was kind of hard. Yeah. Although, it, it looks better than the Sega Genesis version. I kid you not. It looks closer to the actual movie. They did Blaster Master, too. I remember that game. Oh, yes, Blaster Master. Uh, Chameleon Hello. Twist? I don't know what that is. Uh, oh, they did Marvin Martian. Uh, uh, Daffy Duck versus Marvin the Martian. I remember that. Hmm. But, yeah, honestly, I don't know what to think of Kangaroo. I mean, did he just did he just help out the zoo or what? Uh, I think it was like a Donkey Kong clone. Oh, wow. I'm looking yeah, at, no, I can... Uh, did it ever take off later? What's that? Kangaroo. Uh, no, I think it was popular at the time. Uh, I seem to remember seeing it in arcades on a regular basis, and uh, it's just one of those things that I don't think people talk about now because it was of the moment. Alright, Kangaroo Game. You know what? It looks just like Donkey Kong. If you look it up on Wikipedia, uh, the platformer, I don't even know if you call it a platformer because it doesn't move to other stages really, it just stays on the same. Uh, so basically, you're a that's weird, a mother kangaroo is trying to get through to save her son, but the cartoon is from the point of a boy, right? So the cartoon from the point of the sun? Hmm. Oh, perplexing indeed. Me thinks, me thinks quite a bit on this. Yeah, you know what? It said there's no sequels to this game. There's no updates. There's no reboots. This is literally of the moment, and they moved on. Yeah, yeah I don't think it's ever coming back. Maybe as like a little side character in the next Donkey Kong, but that's, that's it. Yeah. Well, Sunsoft, I'm not even sure they're still in business. I don't know anything they put out. So somebody's going to have to license the rights. And if you look at the catalog of Sunsoft, there's not a lot there because they licensed a bunch of stuff from other people. So they really only had like four characters. If you wanted to add it to another, add it to another, I mean, that might work. Uh, you know what? This is one that I really just don't have much interest in. Um, again, Frank Weller, Walker, Marvin Kaplan, a lot of the same guys. David Mendenhall playing Joey. Oh, it is from the uh, point of the mom and the son. David Mendenhall. Does that name sound familiar oh, wow. to you at all? Say that again. What was that name? David Mendenhall played Joey, the the little kangaroo. Does, does his David. name sound familiar at all? Slightly. He is famous Slightly. for two things. Well, he's famous for a lot of other stuff, but we're not going to talk about him. Uh, over the top, playing Stallone's son in the arm wrestling movie. I'm, I'm hearing nothing out of oh, you. Oh, so yeah, I'm, that I guess, one. Yeah, I was going to say, you may not recognize that movie. That was another of the moment kind of movie. Um, and then he was in Transformers, the movie. Playing, I think Spike uh, okay. could be wrong on that one. He did a lot of animation voice work. Uh, it's actually quite amazing. Oh, no, no, he played Daniel. Spike's his dad. 
to give okay. you a rundown of everything that he's done in animation, he did the Centurions, which we're going to discuss in a future episode. Pound Puppies, Pup Named Scooby-Doo, uh, Potato Head Kids, which well, I don't know what the fuck that is. Um, uh, are these about Mr. and Mr. Potato Head's kids? Maybe. maybe. Uh, that means the potatoes humped. Ew. They made it. Yeah, they needed to. They needed to grow more. Uh, Punky Brewster, the Berenstain Bears, Galtar and the Golden Lance. I want to discuss that one someday. What the hell is that one? It's Galtar and the Golden Lance. It's awesome. It's like kind of like a sword and sorcery kind of fantasy thing where he flies around on a Pegasus with this massive sword or lance or whatever. It's awesome. Right. Oh, okay. Yeah, uh, I'll have to look into it. Yeah, he did Rainbow Bright and uh, the Smurfs. But mostly, you know, he just kind of popped in and out of movies and TV shows. What yeah, he was only really just a child, right? What's that? He was just a child, right? Oh, yeah, yeah, he was a kid. Of course. I mean, I don't know how what kind of adult would have that unless he, you know, suffered from some kind of, you know. Oh, like a, a Webster kind of thing where you're old, but you actually have a young look and voice? Yes. That. That's exactly what it is. I don't remember the name of it. <laughs> All right. So, so um, uh, looking older. We're pushing an hour here, so we're finally to our last cartoon, Pitfall. Uh, I played the shit out of this game. I played this thing so much. And the weird thing, though, is uh, I stopped playing it for a long time. For some reason, for a short period of time, I got Jungle Hunt, which is an Atari game confused with Pitfall. Uh, Pitfall. Oh, yeah. No, I remember Pitfall. Oh, yeah. I remember Pitfall mainly for like when it came out for Sega and Super Nintendo. It was such a huge like announcement, too. Like It was making a huge comeback, and people were going crazy for it. There was one for the Nintendo, which I consider to be one of the worst updates and games in, of all time. I swear, it, it. Watch, there is a short on YouTube by Angry Video Game Nerd about Pitfall for the Nintendo that uh, will explain everything. Why there was so much. Uh, this is why I'm bald. Uh, my hair fell out playing that game. <laughs> oh man. Now this oh, game was God. popular, but it was nowhere nearly as popular as any of the other games that we see on this cartoon. Um, Pitfall only sold 4 million copies and in fact it was not meant for the arcades it was only for home consoles which is also unusual for this uh, show indeed basically it's Indiana Jones it's an Indiana Jones style game uh, you know he looked like it but of course there was a lot of Indiana Jones ripoffs at this time wow yeah no I don't remember I mean I didn't really know the story I guess you're like some kid or so young teen who's looking for his father, who's this legendary treasure hunter, and you're trying to find, uh, and you're trying to find him and the treasure at the same time and reverse, like whatever curse there is on this uh, temple. Yeah. Oh, and I guess there was an arcade version of the second Pitfall. Uh, in arcades, it was called Pitfall Two: The Lost Caverns. At home, it was called Super Pitfall: Likes to Fuck Up Your Life. That was the subtitle. Um, that's the one that made me so miserable. <laughs> I bet there's someone at home going, you think you're clever, don't you, you stupid fucker? <laughs> oh, shit. Yeah, dude. Oh, that's awesome. All right, Robert Ridgely does the voice of Pitfall. Robert Ridgely is one of those characters, actors, that we discussed before. He is in a couple of the Mel Brooks movies. He, uh, God, you had an impersonation of him as the hangman. Oh, that's Roger Ridgely. Oh, yeah, see, that's who the voice of the dog is right now. I couldn't possibly book him until Monday, sir. <laughs> I'm booked solid. Oh, God. Oh, sorry, your worship. Uh, <laughs> I Robert had been in tights and he just goes, what are you, 16? 16 and a half? <laughs> <laughs> damn it. You know what they say? No news. It's good news. <laughs> oh, God damn it. I know. Get you, I know, man. 
And he has, and it's funny, this cat has an eye patch on. Oh, that is funny. <laughs> I guess that's like a little tribute and a little joke for him. Yeah. Yeah, so he does, uh, there's a car, there's a, an episode I want to do in the future where he actually is the star of both of them. It is Filmation's version of Tarzan, Lord of the Jungle, which is crazy awesome. And then he did the new adventures of Flash Gordon as Flash Gordon. So that sounds like a good episode. Um, he was Thundar the Barbarian. I think that's why we talked about wow. it the last time, because a couple months ago we did uh, we did Thundar the Barbarian. I think we were talking about Robert Ridgely. Yes, we are. Yes, we did mention that. That's how we. Uh, that's how you mentioned. I thought. I thought you just mentioned him just now because we talked about him in the Thundar cartoon. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, it was one of those things where I knew we talked about him, but I couldn't remember why we were talking about him in an earlier episode. Uh, he is also for me. I know him mostly from Boogie Nights. He is the producer that couldn't help himself, who uh, you know, got embroiled in drugs and sleeping with underage women. The one girl dies, whatever. And he, he, he acts like he's in charge and he takes care of things, but then everything falls apart. He ends up in prison, and at the end, he's getting his ass beat. And uh, it's a really tragic character. But he also did tons of voice work outside of cartoons, lots of commercials. Oh, yeah, definitely. Yeah, definitely. I mean, I was just going to mention that in Boogie Nights. Yeah, that was pretty terrific. That was pretty insane. I, I'm, I keep looking back on movies and like kind of reconfiguring what my favorite movie is. Three Amigos will always be my favorite movie. Um, and then right after that is probably like, you know, Fight Club and Ed Wood, Aliens. But I started thinking about Boogie Nights, and I've seen Boogie Nights more than I think all of those except Three Amigos. I think Boogie Nights is not like my second favorite movie. Oh, no, it is a great movie. It was on so many times. It's nuts. Uh, and, but if I keep watching LA Confidential, that's going to be moving up to the top three. Uh, LA Confidential. Oh, that is. Oh my gosh, it's like one of the best noir films ever. Yeah, I know. I'm so glad it was like a. It was. A, it was a certain genre that just made a comeback. All right. So Kenneth Mars is also. Wait, you have them flipped. No. Uh, Robert Ridgely is Pitfall Harry. Uh, Kenneth Mars is Quick Claw. Kenneth Mars is also a Mel Brooks guy. Um, he played the German in The Producers. Oh my gosh, you're right. He's also in Young Frankenstein. <laughs> He's the one with the hand that constantly like. <laughs> You know, like popping his hand around. Oh gosh. <laughs> oh man, that's pretty cool. Like, who, it's like, uh, how many other cartoons did they just, you know, gather from Mel Brooks's gang? I don't know. I'm kind of curious now. Um, let's see what else he did. He did the Land Before Time series. He did We're Back, a dinosaur story, a cartoon that I still have never seen. Nor have I seen the next one, Thumbelina. Thumbelina. Watch I, them. I almost went into uh, a Johnny Carson voice right there. Thumbelina. <laughs> <laughs> That's some weird, wacky stuff. Yes. Yes, sir. Ah, ah, ah. <laughs> oh, gosh. Who else was uh, Who else was in Thumbelina? I think, I, I think Thumbelina is something we were talking about Don Bluth, but I don't, I don't have any memory of Thumbelina at all. Yeah, no, it was. It was, it was like I said, it was a wonderful tale. I loved watching it. I, you know, being a kid, maybe, it was, you know, one of those little phases where you watch movies over and over and over again, sometimes twice, three times a day. It's nuts. Uh, let's see. Uh, Kenneth Mars. Kenneth Mars also did uh, a couple episodes of Batman the Animated Series. Uh, just playing side characters, nobody major. Uh, Animaniacs, SWAT Cats, uh, Five Olds American Tales, Darkwing Duck, Freakazoid, Tailspin. Shit, this is awesome. Um, the Smurfs, pup named Scooby Doo. So this guy was definitely heavy, heavy into animation. Oh, wow. Yeah, oh gosh, yeah, did you? Yeah, did... <laughs> oh gosh. Yeah, someone just automatically offers up the cat as bait. Why is the cat always bait? That's so mean. <laughs> Who doesn't like pussy? 
that is a tough question. I can't <laughs> come up with an answer right now. Hmm. <laughs> that is that is, that spider is truly horrifying. You know what? I seem to remember. I like Cuber, but I did like Pitfall Harry too. A oh fuck! Why is there always giant spiders? What's that? Why is there? Sorry, I didn't mean to uh, cut you out. But why is there always a giant spider in a fucking cartoon? Dude, we watched one the other day where there was a giant spider, and I just want to throw up, man. Spiders freaking me out. I have trouble with that part of Lord of the Rings, and then Harry Potter they had a spider, and it just it messes me up, man. I don't like spiders. Then I'll take Hobbit. A, I'll take a snake any day. Ugh. Yeah, I don't mind snakes. No, snakes are actually pretty cool, but fuck spiders. Oh, arach arachnophobia? Have you seen arachnophobia? That is horrifying. That's not a comedy. No, it's that not. That is not a comedy. No, no it's, it's not. It's it. terrifying. That was actually shot right where I live for a while in Cambria, California. And, uh, 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 and uh, frankly, it just it was the most horrifying thing ever. I was never more terrified than that movie. It's so disgusting. Yeah, it is. Oh, gosh. Anyway. Oh, it gave me nightmares. Anyway, so... Oh, what happened one night, uh, there was, like, I noticed this thing crawling along my floor. It was this huge freaking wolf spider. Like, what it was that big. What the a wolf spider? It's a giant one-inch bug about this big. Does it howl? Does it howl? No, sadly, but its eyes do shine back when you shine a light on it. Ugh, that's gross. I know, it's creepy. It's evil. It's, I'm like, okay, it has to die. It's under my couch. You crawl on me. It's not venomous or poisonous, but you know what? Fuck you. It has to <laughs> die. You've been um... merciful to spiders, but not now. It's Mr. Arcade. And Miss Arcade. Miss Arcade. Wow. Don't talk to Miss Pac-Man. Into the tunnel. That couple's in love. Yeah, with Miss Pac-Man. Let's let him take it home. It's the official tabletop version of Midway's Miss Pac-Man. Look, changing mazes and tunnels just like the arcade game. Our very own Miss Pac-Man. They'll give her a good home. And now Mr. Arcade shrinks prices with a $10 rebate on all Coleco tabletop arcade games. has changed since the last Mortal Kombat tournament. Dark forces of Outworld have begun invading the Earth realm. These attacks are seriously weakening Earth's dimensional fabric, enabling not only Outworlders to enter the Earth realm, but warriors from other domains as well. Only the most extraordinary warriors could possibly meet this challenge. Liu Kang, Princess Kitana, Sub-Zero, Jax, Sonya Blade. Nightwolf. Kiva. Curtis Stryker. Driven by purpose and bound by honor, these are the defenders of the realm. Alright, welcome everybody to... Back in Tunes, special edition where we're we'll doing Mortal Kombat, the animated series. I'm your host, Michael, and my co-host... Jacob, hey everybody, Walloon TV Land. <laughs> you notice I screwed up a little bit there, I started to play the intro again. It's so good, I wanted to play it twice! I right. guess. So, I was kidding. Uh, so, uh, the episode is up on YouTube, we're going to start with the first one called Defenders of the Realm. The complete series is up on YouTube right now, so we'll start now. If I remember to hit play. Haha. -ha. Alright, so the animated series, I believe most of its focus, it's not on the first game. It's like the second or third game when a lot of these newer characters were introduced. In fact, I remember most of these characters kind of coming into the second movie. The one that's not so good. <laughs> yeah, the, that one was just garbage. Yeah, it is. It's kind of like, um, although I will say right now, the animation, I can already tell, is great. This, this looks high budget. 
Yeah, it also looks very unique to a lot of the cartoons we're going around at the time. It doesn't look like X-Men. It didn't look like that one we just did, the Phantom 2040, which had a unique design. Something about it, it's a very clean design. It's, it's really nice and fast-moving. Yeah, I know. It looks kind of like a Batman, the new adventures of Batman, kind of. In fact, I'm going to see like, who animated this. Oh, Phil Roman. He did a bunch of stuff around the time. Uh, Threshold yeah. Entertainment, of course, they own the rights to Mortal Kombat. And they're, right, they're not really a known company. The only thing they really had that was successful was the Mortal Kombat license, which you know went into two movies, the series, the animated series, and the live-action series. Did you ever see the live-action series? Was it the one on TNT about Kung Lao? Right. Yeah, that's it. I had uh, it. And that, after that license lapsed, they really don't have anything else. And I, I don't even think they even own the Mortal Kombat license now because I think Warner Brothers owns it outright. And they did that Mortal they... Kombat Legacy, which is pretty good. Yes, actually, yeah, I know. I was watching, actually, some of those episodes. And, I mean, yeah, it still stays true to, like, the core of it. Because when, when, um, when I saw the trailer to it, I was thinking at first, you know, it looked it, 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 like, it looked like it was going to take place in the real world and totally, completely different. But then watching the actual show, uh, it's like, whoa, okay, they're actually sticking to the core. I guess that was just to market it and try and get it out there so they can, I guess, <clears throat> get more publicity. Yeah. Well, I mean, here's the thing. It's Phil Roman. They've done quite a quite a few series that you may not have heard of, but there's some great ones in here. Bobby's World, Garfield and Friends, The Mask Animated yeah, I... Series, The Twisted Tales of Felix the Cat. If you've ever seen that, it's pretty good. Uh, they did, wow, Bruno the Kid. I forgot that even existed. The Blues Brothers Animated Series. I don't know if that's actually... Oops, hmm. <laughs> they still owe you money, fool. <laughs> uh, they've done The Simpsons, The Critic. X-Men Evolution, The Avengers, really? Ultimate Spider-Man. They did Ultimate Spider-Man, which is fantastic. Mission Hill. Oh, yeah. So they got some good stuff under their wing. That's for sure. I will say, right here, they definitely had to tone down the... Well, Mortal Kombat, especially the video games, were known for its you know heavy blood and gore and violence. Yeah. But right here, you can definitely tell they had to... I mean, the action is still there. That's for sure. It, it's kind of like taking place after Mortal Kombat 2, where, um, you know, or, you know... Outworld Outworld forces are starting to invade Earthrealm illegally. Because Outworld needs permission? Yeah, they do. They need to win. Well, in Mortal Kombat, you know, the the first one, you know, Shang Tsung, he was like a representative of Outworld. You know, his team, his fighters were supposed to win the tournament. Unfortunately, they lost to Liu Kang. Liu Kang was the champion of Earthrealm. And then that pissed off Shao Kahn. So, yeah, he... So, he decided to invade Earthrealm after losing because you know he you know Shao Kahn was very upset and if he if his uh side did if uh, Outworld did win then they would be allowed to conquer Earth but that's not the case because you know Shao Kahn he was a little crybaby oh there's a flying dragon kick can't <laughs> remember that uh, sorry I got distracted that's one of the moves that um Liu Kang's most famous for and there's one for Sony hey they they do show up all the uh, signature moves and special moves that were shown in the video game. That's what that's that's I think any Mortal Kombat fan would be all giddy and giggly about this. I think that's what works about the movies is as the first one isn't that bad. It hasn't aged as well as I would like it to, but uh, they really gave the the fans what they wanted. And the second one, they kind of went overboard. They skipped any sort of plot, and then they just went crazy with all the gadgets and the fight sequences. And well, and if, the- if the plot wasn't necessary, you'd love it. But, you know, it's not just a game. It is a movie, so you need a balance of both. But from a special effects standpoint, action standpoint, wow, they really give you what they, what you want. Yeah. 
that, that and they added way too many characters. I mean, Sub Zero. I mean, Sub Zero's brother's the one with a scar on his face. Like he was there just to fight Scorpion, and then he left right after that. And like, really, you can't stay around and help. You couldn't <laughs> help a brother. Come on, man. And then Nightwolf again there for only like two seconds to teach Liu Kang about something. Ah, uh, they really. They. Uh, I mean, I don't know. Like, when the actors were looking at this, it's like, what is this crappy script? What am I reading? And they killed Johnny Cage, man. And they killed Johnny Cage in the first minute. It was like, what? You spent the whole first movie with him, you know, rooting for him, and then just kill him off like nothing. Here's another villain, Cyrax. Oh, wait. Here's the introduction of Sub-Zero. Here we go. Oh, yep, yep. He's got the, he's got the ice slide on. <laughs> you can tell, yeah, Stryker definitely has age marks. He looks like he'd be in his, like, late 30s, early 40s. Now, were you, how old were you when the game came out? <sighs> Oh, let's see. When did it come out? Like 93, 92? Yeah, 93. Okay, 93. So I'd have to say, I think I was five years old. Okay, so My... you, you probably were not allowed to get anywhere near the game unless it was on, like, Nintendo where they took all the gore out. But, yeah, we played this in the arcade, and I was a sophomore or junior, and me and this guy TJ would spend our afternoons nonstop playing this game. So much money. But I was a button masher. I was not good at this whatsoever. He had every move down. I, mean, I think at best I had a couple of Liu Kang and Sub Zero moves, and <laughs> to this day I'm still not that good. Yeah, see, I uh, <laughs> actually no, my mom did not care. She let me play it on Sega Genesis and at the arcade. She's like, you know, hey, you know, you know, he know he learns right from wrong. He, he knows it's not okay to go out and beat the crap out of people like that. Well, he's not gonna go around ripping people's spines out either. Just ah, fatality, and you're in preschool. Yeah. <laughs> Plus, that voice sounds familiar. Uh, Katana's. Oh, you know what? I was surprised. I was looking at the cast, and considering this was on USA, and USA at the time, they were really trying to get animated series going, but they also didn't have a whole lot of money. But I'm looking at this. They had Clancy Brown, obviously. Um, Olivia Diablo. Cree Summer. Cree Summer at the time had just come off of A Different World. She had been on there for like six seasons, so she was kind of a hot name. She still does animated voice work. Luke yeah. Perry. And Dorian Hayward. If you look him up, you'll know who he is. He's a really good Canadian actor. Uh, he was in, like, in Sudden Death and Roots and stuff like that. Uh, he was on a TV series for years called Viper. Pretty cool show. And then Big Bad Ron Perlman. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. So, here, I want to say right here, this scene is, like, from the first movie. This is how, So, you can definitely tell this takes place after the, uh, it takes place sometime after the first movie. The first movie, that's not the second movie? Yeah. Oh, you know what? You were right. This aired before the second movie was even made. It's uh, this only lasted thirteen episodes in USA. I'm kind of surprised for Mortal Kombat being like the biggest thing in the world at the time that this didn't go more than one season. I really don't understand what happened. Maybe they spent too much money. Having it in USA probably didn't help. Yeah, Luke Perry. I think Luke Perry's the one who's the voice of Sub Zero right here. Yeah, actually, let me look this up. Cast. But yeah, I will say honestly, this was much better than the second movie. So this takes place like right after the first movie. This is when Shao Kahn, he's you know, he's pissed off and he decides to invade Earth Realm. Okay, so Clancy Brown was Raiden, Cree Summer was Katana, Luke Perry was Sub-Zero, Dorian Hayward was Jax, Olivia Diablo was Sonya Blade, Ron Perlman was Stryker. Ron Perlman, yeah, he did a lot of voice work. He was actually Clayface in the Batman animated series, too. He loves, he still loves doing voice work. And as far as, like, live-action stuff goes, I mean, he's, you know, he's getting old. He's kind of toning it down. But I hope he, I mean, if they do make Hellboy 3, I hope he comes back for it. I don't know if that's ever going to happen, man. Yeah, I was surprised Sin City 2 happened. That's oh. true, and it bombed horribly. It did. I, I, I watched it. I just kept looking at my watch. I'm like, am I, is it almost over? <laughs> <laughs> so this, uh, Here we go. 
this aired back to back with the Street Fighter animated series. Oh yeah, I do remember that. The Street Fighter animated series. I remember that. Um, I did watch the Street Fighter series. I'd never watched the Mortal Kombat series. I, I thought I had, but when I watched this, I was like absolutely no familiarity whatsoever. So I think I got the two series confused when I watched them younger. I don't know. Yeah, and I remember in the Street Fighter uh, series, um, they would have like uh, Final Fight characters come in. I think they had them come in in an episode. You had Cody and Hagar and um, what else? I keep forgetting the other guy's name. Wait. The Voice of Nightwolf. Was that, was that Lou Diamond Phillips? Uh, I'd have to look it up. It's not in here in the list. Um, I want to say this. The reason Defenders of the Realm was canceled is because negative review response from viewers and critics and it was canceled after only one season. They said it was the top ten times Mortal Kombat went horribly wrong, calling it a terrible one-liner packed train wreck of a kid's show. <laughs> I don't see it that way. That's weird. <laughs> Maybe it was the older audience. I mean, Mortal Kombat did aim towards older kids, and this was more aimed for, like, 13-year-olds. Yeah, this, this is pretty much to go towards, like, you know, Mortal Kombat generation. Yeah, and you it's... Know, it's, it's... buying games, right? Right. The parents won't let them because the games are so bloody and violent. Well, these days, I mean, you give a kid call, kids play Call of Duty, and they have zombies and all sorts of violence. And heads so. exploding. Um, it says Todd uh, Todd Thawley played Nightwolf. I have no idea who that is. That's pretty cool how they incorporate like each character to have their own like special, special, unique tactic and ability and get. And you know, of course, some of them gadgets like Striker earlier with closing the portal. Right. Yeah. Well. <laughs> And we also know right now that Liu Kang is technologically illiterate. Well, when you kick that much butt, do you really need to be that you know technologically savvy? No, but you can tell he was based off Bruce Lee. Yeah. Especially the fight. Of course, Dude, anybody. Seriously, you got to stop that. I don't know what that is, but it's annoying. Sorry, I'm like I said, I, I'm getting an email. <laughs> anyway, yeah. Also, I think that's one of the reasons why uh, Liu Kang is my favorite character, because the way he fights and his determination. And just you know, kicking ass. Though honestly, though I think I think Smoke was my favorite character, mainly because he was the one you know ninja that was different. Yeah, they, kind of, it, they kind of went crazy with the ninjas, didn't they? Like there was like almost too many then. You're like ah, oh, it's like GI Joe where they had like ninety of them. Yeah, but this one they kind of like. They, let's see, they have there's Scorpion Sub Zero. They're going to be in the next game as well, Mortal Kombat X, which I'm excited to play eventually. When it comes out, I don't know when. Yeah, I think the last one I played was the Justice League one, if I remember correctly. You know, the Mortal Kombat Ooh. versus Justice League? Versus DC Universe. Yeah, yeah, that was pretty awesome. Do you remember when, when they made a big mistake by giving Sub-Zero his own game and it was all like a platformer instead of a fighting game? I mean, okay, I guess it wasn't a bad decision because sometimes you have to vary it up, but I just I couldn't get into the game. Sub-Zero Chronicles? Like, yeah, actually, it was tough. To, it was tough to beat. I couldn't figure it out. I mean, it was kind of like, you know, style of the original Mortal Kombat games. And when you faced a certain villain, it became a fighting. But yeah. So I'm looking at this. Uh, so when I was a kid, USA had a cartoon block. And it was called Cartoon Express. But somewhere in the mid-90s, they decided to focus almost solely on boys' cartoons. They would air on Saturdays. Some of the stuff was repeats, like Captain N and things like that. But sometimes they would do original series. I think the very first original series they did was uh, the Savage Dragon and Wildcats, which they licensed from Image Comics. Neither one was really that successful, but then they tried this. And I was looking at the, what, else, what other cartoons they had, and a lot of them they picked up from other people like Super Mario Brothers, Sonic the Hedgehog. But I noticed <laughs> Battletoads is in here. The one episode of Battletoads. That's our lost episode. Terrible, terrible episode. Darkstalkers. 
Darkstalkers was great. I loved Darkstalkers. I've never seen. I played the game, but I never play. I never watched the cartoon. I didn't realize it was a cartoon until now. Yeah. Uh, okay. They're all gonna. Okay. Now they're under attack, and they're all gonna blame Sub Zero. So uh, Sonia, I think. I mean, I guess her intentions are right, but she's a little too inquisitive. It's <laughs> like you kind of. It's just one of those moments. It's like, geez, Sonia, chill out. We don't know the whole story. You kind of want to just punch her in the face. Jeez. <laughs> Uh, some of the other series they had were uh, Exo Squad, Double Dragon, Highlander mm. the animated series. Do you remember any of those? I remember the Highlander one. I remember Double Dragon and Highlander. What was the other one? Exo Squad. Yeah, I don't remember that one. Is that one? Is that? I think that's one about a guy. One of the guys. Did they uh, go out and hunt monsters? Maybe I have to look that up. Um, oh, Exo Squad. I think you're thinking of the Inhumanoids. Inhumanoids. I'll have to look into. Yeah, I'll have to look into it. Or maybe Centurions. You know what? I'm getting a little foggy with some of those cartoons. Skeleton Warriors was one I think I remember too. Yeah, did we act, did we do Skeleton Warriors or we just talked about doing that? We just talked about doing that. Let's we, do that next time. Okay. Um, Wing Commander Academy. Oh, I remember Wing Commander. Of course, we did Ultra Force, uh, Street Sharks, Street Fighter, and Street Sharks. Uh, Savage Dragon. So yeah, they tried some original series. I don't know if all those were the original series, but the ones that they aired. Shark was a huge, like, you know, toy merchandising uh, thing too. I mean, I remember having... I think the main character, one of the main character, like I think the leader of them. Yeah, I never, I've never seen Street Sharks. Oh, it, it was, it's awesome. It's pretty, it was pretty sick, from what I remember. I mean, there's sharks that just go digging through the streets. <laughs> but I think, like there, um, there's like these four brothers and friends that were like experimented on, and, and they became these giant shark humanoid things. It's pretty sick. You know, the one villain of the Mortal Kombat world that terrified me, even, I mean, I was pretty much an adult when it came out, and Baraka, Baraka, man, something about him just like, oh, that is messed up, that is wrong. <laughs> oh, the teeth and all the blades coming out of his hands, yeah, yeah it's pretty And even now in cartoon version, not exactly the most appealing look, you're like, if you ran to the street, like, I'm, I'm going to go in the other direction, I'll see you, bye. They look bat-like in this cartoon. Yeah. Well, you know that the the Mortal Kombat Legacy when they were showing that short little film, like the promo film, and they showed Baraka how he, you know, he was, whew, that was disturbing how he was created. Addicted to it and just disfigured himself, and he killed he killed Johnny Cage too. He cut his head off. Oh, in the movie. Oh, in the promo trailer of oh, Mortal okay. Kombat. You know, what? I forgot about the promo trailer. I've only seen the first season of Mortal Kombat Legacy. Have you seen the whole series? No, but I did see one episode of season two, and it was Liu Kang's introduction, which and and um, Kung Lao. Yeah, I, I heard the series is coming to an end because the director realized that Warner Brothers has no interest in ever making a movie about it, so he quit, which is a bummer. That sucks. Yeah, I, I don't know what Warner Brothers. Well, I mean, Warner Brothers—they don't even have their own like certain film division, like you know, like how Marvel has. You know, oh wait, Disney has Marvel Studios, right? So that's able to do, uh, you know, all their Marvel movies with so many different directors. That's how they're able to, you know, it eases the tension. But Warner Brothers handles it all. They handled the Harry Potter, you know, the Hobbit, Lord of the Rings. Well, they don't have all... a, they don't have a DC Comics division. No, no, they don't have DC Studios. They don't. Oh. Even though a huge list uh, panned out for them already of all the movies that they're going to be doing. They already got Suicide Squad ready to go. You know what's funny is this. They keep talking about Mortal Kombat three. They've been talking about it for so long, and I remember for a while there was a director named Mink, and he did uh, Into the Sun with Steven Seagal, and he was like uh, signed on, and they had Christopher Lambert coming back, and they're all ready to go, and one of the brothers just wouldn't pull the trigger, and you know that's how that short film 
you know, somebody decided, hey, you know what, I'll, I'll make the short film, see what Warner Brothers thinks, and that's how it went to the web series, assuming that it was all going to lead up to a movie, and it's just a bummer for the fans. I mean, at least we have the web series. Yep. But do you think Mortal Kombat is a franchise that needs, I don't want to say reboot, because everybody says reboot, but kind of a change-up, something to refresh it? It's getting, uh, it's an older franchise. Yeah, I mean, I mean, I'd like to see a third movie, but I mean, after, but considering what they're doing with, they're just sticking straight to the video games. You gotta at least have like, you know, Ed Boon, you know, at least have some like influence over it too, because it's his baby. Right. Now, if you want to, if there is gonna be a third movie, do you want it to be rated R? Yes, I do. I think that might be the sticking point. I'm not sure if Warner Brothers sees a future in a video game movie that's rated R. But that's also short-sighted because, I mean, the fans are all older now, and it was rated, I mean, it was gory, and that's how you would, you know, continue the series, is stay true to what it was created. Not, 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 as much as the cartoon is entertaining, it's it's not like the game at all when it comes to the adult aspect. Yep, oh, here we go. Next episode's going to have Scorpion, and here's where it ends.
most amazing warriors ever seen have joined forces with Guile to combat the criminal empire of Shadaloo and its superhuman leader, Bison. They have their own code of honor, discipline, justice, commitment, and together they will triumph against the forces of evil. Watch something based off a video game, maybe some Street Fighter porn. I'm pretty sure there's been, a lot of people have done shit like that. It probably I'm is. I'm pretty sure there's been cosplay. Hey, I just got a coin. Oh. We're playing Mario right now. If you hear that ding in the background, you win. That we did. <laughs> awesome. What do I win? Uh, uh, the chance to talk about Double Dragon, the animated series. Um, yes. I was a huge fan of Double Dragon. I even bought the comic book from Marvel. Pretty sure it was Marvel. Uh, great comic book, by the way. Short-lived miniseries. I really thought it was going to go for longer. Um, I feel like Double Dragon kind of lost some ground around Double Dragon 3 because that's when the fighting game started to come in and take away some of its thunder. But those first two were phenomenons. 3 is still a great game, but like you said, insanely hard. If they were originally designed for arcades and then brought home to a, pla uh, a home system... They were very, very hard to get through. Now, if they're originally designed oh my God, I know. for the the system at home, they're a lot easier. Like Mario, um, well, the Mario One was in the arcades, but I don't think two or three were. I could be wrong. But like Legend of Zelda, That's... Dragon Warrior, you know, those are long term fun games. But Mega Man, yes. Mega Man pissed me the hell off. Contra pisses me off. Even with those thirty lives, you never get to finish. Oh God, no! Fucking Mega Man, Jesus Christ. Urgh, I would just get so mad. I like. I just want to bite my hand. I just want to bite something. I'd be so pissed. I'm just like, God damn it! Give me that mango. Fifty percent of Nintendo's profits were from uh, controllers uh, because I know kids were stomping on them with their TV. You know, just like tearing the cords out. The, Nintendo's like, let's oh, yeah. rake in the profits. Hulk smash! Hulk did not fucking beat level. A Bobo Urgh. smash! Oh god, yeah. But anyway, yeah, Double Dragon. Um. As far as the animated series went, they definitely went more to the realm of uh, fantasy. And, um, you know, it's it still an action-adventure. And because when you look at that and compare it to their original game, the original game it was more about, you know, kind of like uh, inner-city gangs, like, you know, fighting each other. Yeah, it starts off, your girlfriend gets knocked out and kidnapped by a rival gang, and you have to go out and get her. However, with the cartoon, they... I don't know if maybe it was just me or the animation style, but it's kind of hard to tell. But they seemed whitewashed. Yeah, uh, I, I mean, like, here's the thing: is the intro of Double Dragon is ten times better than the actual show itself. I saw the animation, the the, the quality of it, and I was like, oh, this is gonna be a, a fairly well done show. And then it gets to the actual animation, you know, the the show part, and like, ah, uh, looks... eh, not necessarily. I mean, I guess uh, it was a little bit more stylistic and a little bit more. Yeah, uh, I could have done without the theme song. That's for sure. I run if you now that we're mentioning the intro, I could have done without that. I'm like, looking back on it now, I'm like, uh, this is so stupid. Yeah, I actually like the theme song, so I think we're a little torn on that one. But um, yeah, it it's funny how many times Double Dragon has been uh, interpreted differently. The comic book is wildly different than the animated series, and then the animated series is different than uh, the movie, which we discussed a couple years ago. Which I don't hate the movie, but there's something just not. It's like not enough money. Yeah, no, not enough money was put into it. That's why it was so cheap, and they did what they had to do with what little resources were available to them. I mean, although it was cute, it was nice seeing Alyssa Milano. She looked really good in those short shorts. Yeah, Robert Patrick's she, she not the villain. Good? I like him. That was pretty cool. And um, Mark Dacascos? Yep. Yeah, he was good. Scott Wolf. I'm like, why was he cast as a <laughs> twin brother when they're clearly both Asian? 
He does not look Asian at all. Yeah, and plus the fact but, that Scott Wolf does not know martial arts. Mark DeCascos is a world-class martial artist. Oh, hell yeah. He was also even cast as Kung Lao in the uh, Mortal Kombat Legacy uh, internet series. He's also, um, the best martial arts movie, I think, of the modern era is Drive. He did that with Kadeem Hardison, and the stunts are just insane. It's, it's a Jackie Chan-style kung fu, and it's so much fun. Good to know. Yeah, but with the, um, again, with this animated series, they definitely did stray from uh, the origin. I mean, you know, Shadow Boss was just another, like, you know, actual uh, rival gang boss, I get. Um, was it in the first game? I can't even remember if he was the villain in the first game. I don't I recall never, him being in the first one. I thought of Bobo was the major villain. Uh, I, it's been so long since he I've was. them. But, yeah, Shadow, Shadow Master, Shadow Boss, uh, I think Shadow Master is a Marvel thing. Shadow Boss was supposed to be kind of like a one kind of deal, you know, but in the comics, cartoon, and the movie, they grab him as the main villain, and it's actually a pretty solid villain. Oh, yeah, definitely. And building up the whole prophecy around the Double Dragon medallion. Uh, but overall, yeah, no, um, even to this day, I could not beat the first game, so I don't know who the final boss was. I know Bobo was one of them, and he was featured in the cartoon. And in Shadow Boss himself, I remember from Battletoads and Double Dragon, they did that little crossover. Oh, yeah. An awesome I crossover, by the way. I thought that's what they did. Battletoads, another insanely hard video game, but I will play that game any day before watching the pilot for that cartoon ever again. Good fucking God, don't even get me started on that oh. fucking product. Anybody who's listening uh. to the show that's become part of our lore is that the one lost episode where we were just so much rage and anger was watching Battletoads. <laughs> I don't know what I was God. thinking. We had like 8,000 cartoons to choose from. We are just like, oh yeah, Battletoads. That was a fun game. They're like, oh, this is god-awful garbage. Uh, who the fuck came up with this shit? Did they just <laughs> give a little kin- a, a little kindergartner a crayon and just scribble and they'll just like, you know, base it off of that? Good God. Do they still make Double Dragon games? Or has it been a long time? Because I'm looking at Double Dragon 5. I didn't even think it made it to 5, but there it is. No, 5 was the fighting game based on the animated series, I think. Oh, okay. Shadows Fall. Uh, Canadian but, um, made from Geek. Uh, their voice cast only does Deke cartoons. I'm looking at these. The same names always show up in Deke, but they're they're straight up Canadian. Uh, Gary Chalk, hmm. Jay Brazeau, um, Scott McNeil. Uh, oh, my God, there's a guy here. Scott this, McNeil. This has to be a joke. There is a voice actor here with the name French Tickner. Tickner, not Tickler. Tickner. <laughs> Pass you made up. Okay, yeah. No, it sounds definitely like a... Yeah, it, it sounds a lot like a freaking, you know, sexual thing. I, I, I feel so sorry for this man. <laughs> All right, here's the games. Fault. It's not his fault they said the name of French. I got the games here. It's uh, Double Dragon stopped at five, but here's the weird thing. There's no actual four. Super Double Dragon counts as part four. Um, there was a Double Dragon for the Neo Geo, for the Advance. I don't, I don't, I don't know if this means Double Dragon Neon, or there was a system called Neon. I don't think there was a system called Neon. No, it was, no, it wasn't a system called Neon. Actually, this was a reboot of, uh, this was a reboot of it for the PS3. They kind of just took the original, like, uh, uh, Double Dragon platformer kind of gameplay, made it all, like, 3D, but still Uh side-scrolling, and it was a huge homage to the 80s. Oh, okay. I kid you not. Like, everything was all neon-colored, like, the style, the lighting. Um, like Far Cry. Like the soundtracks. Uh, Blood Dragon, I think is what it is. It's a, it's a big love letter yeah. to everything of our childhood. Oh, that too. Yeah, no, that's pretty much what Double Dragon Neon was. And then uh, you even meet a guy um, when you go to a shopkeeper to buy, like, upgrades and items. The, it's the shopkeeper from uh, Gremlins. It looks yeah. exactly like him. And even the, vi- the villain is based off, like, uh, Skeletor. His name's Skullmageddon. Yeah. It, like, has nothing to do with Shadow Boss or... Yeah, and also, like, even one of the villains you fight looks like Mega Man. Again, it's 
It was all around awesome. I loved playing it. Uh, other crossovers were, like you said, Battletoads and Double Dragons, Super Spike V-Ball, um, Rage of the Dragons, and a Bobo's Big Adventure. That's not a real game. Someone made a game out of a Bobo? What the hell? I know, right? I mean, I'm expecting a Bobo Big Adventure. I'm like, what goes on in that guy's head? Like, everything's just going to be all sunshine and rainbows and rabbits, and he has to save this mystical little uh, kingdom of the animals. You know, floating down rainbow rivers and shit. A Bobo's I don't know. Big Adventure is actually at the same exact time as Pee-wee's Big Adventure. He's always just, like, slightly out of frame. He's, like, right behind him. Everything that happens to Pee-wee is the same thing happens to a Bobo. <laughs> oh, wow. Like, he gets his bike stolen? Yeah. Oh, Get... But how would a Bobo sound? He's, he he seems to me like he'd be an idiot. Oh, God. Uh, 26 episodes, oh, two seasons of 13, uh, from a company called Trade West. And I remember the the artwork for Double Dragon 3 with Trade West on it, but I'm pretty sure they're out of business. I don't think, they must have sold their rights to somebody else. Yeah, they had to have, honestly. I mean, uh, about, I will say Battletoads and Double Dragon was like one of the coolest fucking crossovers ever. Before, I mean, it Before was... crossovers were normal, before it was like a thing. It was? No, I'm just saying, you know, how, oh, it's yeah. normal now for like crossover the... series, but it seemed like such an unusual thing back then. I know, especially with, like, two entirely different um, franchises. But now, um, looking back on it, the cartoon, yeah, it definitely kind of steered away, went more into this mystical fantasy kind of realm. You know, two brothers, two magic swords, and having this symbol of the dragon. And uh, what was a real twist was, you know, Billy actually being the shadow boss. I mean, not Billy, Jimmy being the shadow boss originally, because the twins were separated at birth. Yeah. And then bringing in some a character like the Shadow Master who makes... Billy looked like, you know, a choir boy. He's a fucking choir boy compared to me. <laughs> that's Shadow. That's pretty much Shadowmaster for you. Uh, how I wish there was a, a Commando cartoon. Sinister. I can't believe there was never a Commando. There was Commando toys, but there was never a cartoon. Oh, God, no. I mean, Rambo's got a fucking cartoon. Sorry, I kill <laughs> you last. I mean, give you a really big hug last. Children are watching. <laughs> Remember when I said I'd kill you last? I lied. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But overall, I thought Double Dragon, I mean... I was always looking forward to new episodes, and I had pretty much all the toys. I had, uh, I had, I may, I did have Billy. He was my favorite. Blue was my favorite color. And then I got another guy who was uh, wearing green, had a gold mask, and had these like uh, twin blades, and he would spin around. Huh. But they definitely had, they had a, they had a big toy franchise. That's for sure. Yeah, I don't remember any of that. I do remember. Do you know who Mark Bagley is? The anime, uh, the um, comic book artist. It sounds awfully familiar. He's responsible for that huge run and the reboot of Ultimate Spider-Man. Uh, he also did New Warriors that you and I were, uh, we did an episode about. He, one of his very first jobs, was doing the uh, artwork for the Double Dragon comic. Holy shit. Oh, God, no wonder why he sounded familiar. You, I think he's actually mentioned in that New Warriors uh, comic that you got me, how they all started out. Yeah. That's awesome. Uh, nothing really oh, else man. for me on my side about Double Dragon. Is there anything else you want to say? I would like to see a sequel to Double Dragon Neon. I mean, if we're not going to get, you know, uh, a continuation of the animated series, uh -huh. or perhaps, like, a new introduction of uh, Double Dragon, I want them to go back to, you know, inner-sitter gang kind of violence. Something like, uh, uh, looking something like Kung Fury, just a lot, a lot less ridiculous. <laughs> that would be pretty dope. And actually cast some Asians. Martial artists at that. Yeah, don't whitewash it. I'll be pissed. I mean, shit, look what, look what, else, look what else Hollywood did. <laughs> oh, God. Ghost in the Shell, Avatar the Last Airbender, um, Dragon Ball Z. Yeah. Oh, God, Street Fighter. Oh, wait a minute. Who did they whitewash in Street Fighter? 
Did I say Street Fighter? Um, I don't think that's what I meant at all. I got distracted. Stuff fell out of my mouth. <laughs> that's how I I'm tried to think. Who else? Words fall out. Yeah. I'm trying to think who else got whitewashed. Oh, yeah. Oh, the ancient one in uh, Doctor Strange. Yeah. What the hell? So a lot of been going on lately. I mind you, there are fictional characters, but still, try a little bit, please. No, it's not exactly. whitewashing. It's, like it's not like whitewashing with um, Iron Fist. Everybody says it's whitewashing. I'm like, no, the character's always been white. Yeah, Danny Rand has always been white, and he learned from Buddhist monks. I don't know why people are going overboard. I'm like, you know nothing of the history of this character. Yeah, I mean, if they had done it with Shang-Chi, then yeah, that would be, be weird also because his name is Shang-Chi. <laughs> yeah. But overall, I would love to see something new from Double Dragon. Again, I really want a reboot of uh, Double Dragon Neon mixed with, and bring back Battletoads so we can have another crossover like that. That shit was dope. The soundtrack that uh, to the original to uh, Double Dragon Neon was like a remix a remix and updated versions of like some of the classic tunes you hear from like level one, two, and three. It was overall a very fun game. I just loved looking at it. Um, our hopefully next they do something else. What? What? As in, I'm sorry. I said hopefully they do something else and bring it back as a game at least. Yeah, like I the very that. fucking least. I, I kind of, of course I was born in the '70s, so I'm a child of the '80s, and I love that stuff. But I think most people are in love with the '80s, like the way that our parents were obsessed with the '50s, and it just uh, locks in a very particular time in our lives. Yes. Pretty much. Uh, second cartoon is Street Fighter, the series. Also, 26 episodes over two. Same voice cast. Uh, oddly enough, since it's not produced by Deke, which, that's odd. Um, it was a USA Network uh, original. Uh, it was part of something called Cartoon... Oh, I remember Cartoon Express with the train. I don't know what action... Um, aired from 95 to 97. Like a... What? Yeah, I believe it was just like a, uh, a roundup and collection of like all the big action movies or uh, cartoons. Yeah, I'm pretty sure it's where Wildcats I, and Savage Dragon were. Oh, excuse me. Yeah, I think that's definitely that definitely was part of the lineup. Uh, I remember it and was yeah. so in love with it because, you know, me growing, me born in 88 and growing up in the 90s, having Super Nintendo, and again, be, trying to get the secret ending and trying to beat it on hard and failing and getting pissed off. <laughs> and, <laughs> no, uh, this one sticks to the do without Game Genie. way closer than the movie did. Uh, I mean, I know it's hard to do with live-action movies, and they did a fairly decent job, I think, with the live-action version of Street Fighter. Uh, Raul Julia did. Yeah, he did. It was awesome in that. But, I mean, trying to bring all those characters together and, and go with the game mythos, um, the animated version did way better. So I, I really oh, think God, it yes. stuck to the story. Even though, uh, again, I, I can't get into it too well. Um, I played the game a lot, but I... It's, um, Japanese-style animation is hard for me to get into. It seems like it's watered-down colors and, uh, generic voice acting. Yeah, depending on, um, yeah, sometimes depending on the main anime, some will be washed down and just kind of simplified, but overall, I think they still do a great job with, the uh, character. Especially, um, they really go out there and really, um, bring in diversity as far as design goes. I mean, you look at Blanca. Of all the things, of all the characters to create, the most ir- ir- unrealistic one is this like giant green red-haired furry beast from South America. <laughs> <laughs> and um of course uh movie-wise, yeah, no. What the hell? It was all just a mess. It was just almost as bad as Mortal Kombat Annihilation. Yeah, I think Mortal Kombat Annihilation's worse. It's um cuz it's all fighting. Oh fuck yes it is. Uh Street Fighter it has a lot of clumsy, awkward stuff, and I really think having Van Damme in it really brought the film down. And you know me, I'm a huge Van Damme fan, but he's so clumsy and weird in that movie. I know. And, again, he's supposedly supposed to be from the U.S., yet he has this heavy accent. Yeah. 
Uh, well, you I mean, eight million dollars. Uh, you're gonna say if you if someone offered me eight million dollars, yes, I would do whatever on film. Uh, and if even if it embarrassed me, I will wear a tutu and play the Toxic Avenger, uh, if necessary. <laughs> oh, who wouldn't? Toxic Avengers is a badass, man. Yeah, I don't know why I chose yeah. that. Yeah, no, but still, I mean, he had a silly co- he had a silly outfit. However, overall, with the cartoon series, yeah, it definitely followed along the lines of the original mythos of the video game, and. Again, it did separate itself from the animated uh, Street Fighter II film. Um, I think it was came out, what, I think mid-90s? Yeah, completely different. Guile wasn't the one that beats M. Bison. It's Ryu and Ken that do it, and it was a team-up, because, you know, M. Bison's so damn powerful. This is funny. I'm looking at this. On Wikipedia, the reception to this, it said, Despite lasting two seats, the same amount as Mortal Kombat, Defenders of the Realm, hey, everybody, that was a previous episode, and Darkstalkers, which we have not done yet. We need to find time for that. Uh, Street Fighter oh, yeah. suffer from predominantly negative reception. Some of the wording is eight worst. Uh, one of the worst things to ever happen to the Street Fighter franchise. Uh, the animation was sub Captain Planet. The story was contrived. And the dialogue was wretched. Uh, Destructoid called it an abomination and spectacularly awful. Um, let's see other words are really crappy. <laughs> uh, not so classic video game cartoons. Uh, Wow. Really horrendous game cartoons still mentioned a terrible abomination that would have made our list if Darkstalkers hadn't knocked it off. Oh, well, maybe we shouldn't watch Darkstalkers. <laughs> oh, wow. That makes it sound really bad then. I didn't think it was that, that bad. No, I, did, I mean, I didn't think Street Fighter 2 was that bad, but as far as, like, what they say about Darkstalkers, I'm like, can't be worse than Battletoads, right? <laughs> when it comes to animation, that pretty much is the winner. I wonder how long... Oh, fuck yeah. Darkstalkers. Well, at some point we're going to discuss it anyway, because that's just how we roll. Either we'll have it as part oh, of, of our worst cartoons ever, like the What the Fuck tune, or we'll do it on this. Oh, I'm looking right. At, ooh, I'm looking at some of the people that made it. And, uh, well, it's a UPN animated cartoon, so that doesn't have, that's not that's not a good mm. sign. I did like how it kind of crossed over with another Capcom video game. They brought in characters from uh, Final Fight and brought them into the Street Fighter, and Ryu and Ken helped them out. Yeah, Final Fight. Which I thought was kind of uh, cool. I'm pretty sure Final Fight is what Streets of Fire... Uh, the animated game was supposed to be. They were developing it as a, a computer game, I believe, and they couldn't get the rights to the characters or the names, so they dumped it and then uh, changed everything to Final Fight. I thought they were doing that with Streets of Rage. Streets of Rage. Well, you know what? You're right. I forgot. Thank you for having a better memory. Yeah. Well, what can I say? I was a huge Sega nerd. Yeah. I love those. I love that shit. I was a little kid. I love going around kicking ass as a kid on rollerblades. Speaking of video <laughs> games, I just did an episode with my friends over at Above the Airwaves, and we discussed Biker Boys and Torque, and we all agreed that if they had made Road Rash the movie, we would have been much happier. <laughs> wait, which ones? Are, wait, those are actual movies? Yeah, you've never heard of Biker Boys and Torque? Torque sounds familiar. Okay, Torque was with Ice Cube and Martin Henderson, and uh, it's like this really fast, like, Fast and Furious on motorcycles. And then Biker Boys came out the year before, and it's almost an all-black um, cast, and it has Lawrence Fishburne uh, as the lead, and Derek Lucas, his son, and, and they basically, like, they're rival biker gangs, and they kind of compete against each other. It's more... I remember. Yeah, more character-oriented than action. I remember Torque now. Okay, now I remember. Oh, God, I had no interest in seeing that at all. Yeah. I'm glad I did. We, uh, I'm glad I didn't. Tor- no, Torque is <laughs> insanely stupid, but my God, the camera moves so fast and everything just goes, 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 goes that it never bores you. It's not a good movie, though. But we were all sitting there going, wouldn't it be more entertaining if they did, like, I don't know, like a Death Race 2000, but with motorcycles and, you know, it was Road Rash, the game, or the movie? Yeah. Oh, that'd be dope. That would be pretty fucking dope. I'd love to see that. Why is, I will say this. Uh, why is it so hard to make a good video game movie? 
or a cartoon. I mean, it feels like a lot of these have enough of a mythos that they could build something off of, but yet it always seems to fail. Oh, God, I know, especially with the, what they tried to do with Assassin's Creed. I mean, that was a huge cash cow, and that movie fucking sucked dick. Did it? I never saw it. I was told. <laughs> From what I was told, yeah. Oh, well, no, no, let's go off of our own views, because I've, I've heard movies that people hate, and I'm like, I'm okay with it, but you're right, I don't think I've ever seen a video game movie that was any good. Um, Except the first Mortal Kombat. Well, it was okay. At the time, it was awesome, but now, not so much. It looked a little hokey. Uh, Tomb Raider, the first one's okay. The second one's not bad. But I wasn't like, yeah, I'm going to watch them again. Yeah. Oh, they are rebooting Tomb Raider from what, I, um, uh, yeah. from what I've seen. I forget the I forget the female actress that's playing her, but she looks badass. Okay. Well, hopefully that works out. There's a lot of video game franchises yeah. out there. Ooh, wow, wow, wow. Sorry. There was one. Oh, gosh. Plus, also, uh, when you try to make a very mature game or something like Mortal Kombat, you need it needs to have its blood and gore. It needs oh, to be yeah. violent. That's why Mortal Kombat Legacy is much better than the movie. Um, have they ever done anything with Street Fighter? Oh, that's right. No, they did. I forgot. Chun Li. They did. They tried to yeah. reboot it, uh, and that wasn't god awful. It just was. It was just. Awful. Yeah. Uh, oh, I know. Especially the way they try to incorporate like some of the characters from Street Fighter into yeah. these like realistic, you know, business type people, or trying to bring a. Or, like, the dark energy that M. Bison, you know, harnesses. Yeah, he was awesome. Oh. Who is that guy? I forget. He's from Captain America. Neil McDonough. Yeah, thank you. Uh, he was awesome as Bison, but I keep looking at Christian Crook going, you know, there's about 30 other actresses you could have got for this. Why her? I don't know. I guess, you know, she had such a... I guess people loved her from Smalls, only thought they'd, you know, flock to see that movie. Yeah, they should have got Maggie Q. Maggie Q would have been perfect. Oh, hell yeah. Oh, fuck. Now that you said that, God... Damn it! Yeah, I mean this Terrible is right. <laughs> this is right uh, after Balls of Fury came out. She showed off her martial arts. She was in Die Hard with. Wait, hold on. Die Hard. This Die Hard. Live for your Die Hard. She was in Live for your Die That's Hard. You think someone would have noticed in cast, or maybe she did get offered and went no. She probably saw how terrible it was. But then you also got Chris Klein, who was supposed to be a um, what a special agent, like investigating some of the deaths. Oh my god, Chris! Oh Klein's my god! I totally forgot that. Oh boy. He was pretty bad. Yeah, he was pretty, he's pretty bad, bad in that movie. He needs to stick to comedies. We're not talking about the animation anymore, and we've hit our half-hour point. It's really—it's not like our normal <laughs> episodes. This seems like kind of a speedy. Episode. I will. S- I'm not that invested. Well, I will say this. I mean, as far as our animation goes, I thought the character design was on point. Like from the few episodes I saw, and um, again, what really does redeem Street Fighter? It not only are there video games. Uh, Street Fighter Five is pretty awesome, but um, and that's the latest one. But also, they're animated movies. Uh, you can find them up on Hulu. Yeah, those are better. You can better. also find them... Yeah, you can find them on Amazon Prime, if you have an account. And, yes, by all means, those definitely stick clearer to the mythos. And, let's see, as far as the action goes, it's just phenomenal. It definitely is... It definitely redeems the franchise and keeps it going. Especially when they go... Um, when, especially when they go in-depth with Re, the character Ryu, who's, like, the main uh, character in the entire franchise. If you were to fall, If you were to have one main character... Because with the first video game, it started off with him going around the world, beating everybody up and all that. And then in the next couple games, they kind of focus more on like his friend Ken and Guile. There's a lot of just uh, great characters to follow. Personally, my favorite was always Guile. It would, it would be nice if uh, it would look ridiculous, I know, in live action. It would be kind of funny if Van Damme had the same hairdo as the, <laughs> the drawn version. Uh, <laughs> the sheer oh, weight God. of that hair would have made his neck just snap. <laughs> oh, I can't move! <laughs> oh god, I know. Especially with all the gel and mousse you had to put in that hair. Just to keep it up like that. Although Ming-Na Wen was pretty cool as Chun-Li. She was. That was awesome. Um, 
But Balrog was supposed to be a bad guy. What was I he doing know. being a good guy? I know, I know. Uh, science experiment gone wrong! <laughs> yeah. Overall, I do hope to see something else. I mean, the video game's still going strong. I know they're uh, coming up with the, um, a, a reboot of the second one for um, the Nintendo Switch. But for the PS4, they do have Street Fighter V, and they are coming out with they have come out with DLC for it. And there's even a cinematic story. There's even a story mode like that explain that takes place in between two and three. And by all it by all means, really engage really engages you into the game. Okay, everybody, that's, that's the end of our episode. Check us out on Facebook under Retro Rock Entertainment for all the shows, or just if you only like the animated stuff, if you're kind of snoo- uh, Check out Back in Tunes. There's a page there for all of our episodes. And that is it for us here. Jacob, send us out. Sonic Boom, motherfucker. <laughs> Dude. <laughs> the Street Fighter. The Skyle. Haruken! PBS today. Double Dragon 2, the revenge for your Nintendo Entertainment System. Hey, Paisanos, it's the Super Mario Brothers Super Show. With the Mario Brothers and plumbing's a game, we're not like the others who get all the fame. If your sick is in trouble, you can call us on the double. We're faster than the others, you'll be hooked on the brothers. to back in tunes i'm your host michael and my secret <laughs> yo what what i'm sorry i was just trying to contain myself from laughing i couldn't do it what were you watching <laughs> me move with the rap song dun, dun, dun. no no it's the rap song in general <laughs> god i love i love that late 80s rapping where it's just like dennis Leary does a funny bit where he talks about how everybody's rapping no matter how lame grannies are uh, rapping dogs are rapping everybody's rapping but it's not that good <sighs> yeah i know i'm pretty sure nwa and public enemy were pissed when they heard yeah, that yeah it's just ridiculous uh let's try that again i'm your host michael and my c3po to my r2d2 jacob. hey it's jacob <laughs> i was hoping you go <laughs> wait so no, I, wait i'm r2d2 i'm r2d2 so I'll, I'll do that everything you say is censored <laughs> I'm the most foul robot <laughs> Oh no, wait, we got this backwards. You're the vulgar one, I'm the neurotic mess, so. Yeah, uh, I did sense something about C-3PO. I think he was very frustrated. That Maybe. probably explains a lot. He just, it's like, dude, it's okay. Luke and Leia, they all still love you. Han might not because he's a dick, but hey. <laughs> Alright, everybody, as you can tell from that opening song, we're going to be discussing Super Mario Super Show, but uh, Mario in general. Uh, this is the 30th anniversary of Mario, uh, Super Mario Brothers and the Nintendo Entertainment System. 
And not only are we going to be discussing video games all month long on Back in Tunes, I think we've got some new ideas we're going to push into a couple of other shows where we're just talking about old games. We just want to talk about old systems, old games, stuff that made us so happy as we're kids. A couple where we're fucking frustrated and pissed. I, I don't even want to think about Dick Tracy. That game was one of the most irritating games ever. And you were saying Batman or, was extremely painful. Oh, God. Oh. Or let's not even fucking mention E.T. Yeah. Oh, how terrible it was. shit. And Back to the Future, hey, just keep throwing Sundays, uh, uh, shakes at me, and uh, the, the game had nothing to do with the movie. It's ridiculous. But this is where Nintendo really took off. They had a couple of great arcade hits, a couple flops. Let's just get those out of the way. It's not like everything they shit out there was gold. But uh, the very first system, Nintendo Entertainment System, uh, basically America's version of the Famicom, came with Super Mario Brothers and Duck Hunt. And blew America away. And we shot our loads oh, so hard. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I have, I have no... Duck Hunt. Oh, my God. Duck Hunt. And Captain Skyhawk. And Fester's Quest. Uh, no, no, no. I'm talking the original pack. Did you, when you got your Nintendo Entertainment System, did you have any games come with it? Yeah, Super Mario and Duck Hunt. Combo. Okay. Yeah, that's almost what everybody got. Here's the weird thing is, I didn't get my Nintendo until 89. Or maybe it was Christmas at 88. My uncle, who is actually just like a few months older than me, he had the full-on system. He had the robot. He had Rob. And he had Gyromites. I, I believe Gyromite came with Rob because, you know, you had to have something to play with it. And also had Super Mario Brothers. Those are the first two games. Then we played like Hogan's Alley. Remember Hogan's Alley? <laughs> oh, my God. And Balloon Fight. And I was obsessed with Balloon Fight. Oddly enough, I liked Mario Brothers, but I wasn't obsessed with it until later. And uh, Mario Brothers itself is one of those games that changed everything. It was a platformer, which wasn't new, but it went into different worlds, different levels where they all looked different. Not only did it have that, it had, oh, you could uh, change powers. You could go underwater. You could change warp worlds. You could you know, like hit a box and find a secret. They had so many things hidden in this game that that became the standard of all platformers. Yeah, I know it did. And plus, also, you could jump really, really high. And it starred Mario from Donkey, the hero from Donkey Kong, which might not be the actual plumber. I think what was this? What was it called again? Where they discussed who Mario really was? Game Theory. It's a, it's a podcast, a vodcast basically, where he puts together things in video games, tries to figure out the roots, the theory behind the origins of stuff, and he was trying to figure out the timeline of Mario. How do all the games go? And turns out. He believes that the first handful of games have nothing to do with the Mario that we know because he was a plumber for everything after Mario Brothers. But the games before that where he was Jumpman, he believes to be the father of Mario, which is it, it's, it's crazy, but it makes sense. But the Donkey Kong one is very confusing. The, the, the theory behind how Donkey Kong is not who he is is strange. It does make sense, though. But then again, it seems, well, it seems like Cranky Kong was the original Donkey Kong that encountered Mario, who was trying to save Pauline, and Pauline was Mario's mom. Yes, it does. Ma it actually makes a lot of sense because apes don't live don't live as long as we do. They age faster. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So that makes and, sense. Why Mario Mario himself doesn't age that much. It's it's you have to watch the video for all of it to make sense. But he's right though. It's a very complicated timeline, especially once you introduce Luigi and the plumber factor. It changes everything. Indeed. And also, I mean, it does kind of make sense to, like, put it on a timeline considering, like, how all the games are more sophisticated and much more complex these days. Like, if you see it with, like, you know, the Batman Arkham series 
you know, going back and forth in the timeline, talking about like their inter- their first interaction with this character, and of course, you know, Metal Gear Solid. You know, that that pretty much explains itself. I'm pretty sure everybody knows about Metal Gear Solid by now. All right, so before we get too far into this, let's go ahead and start the episode of Super Mario Brothers Super Show. Super Show. Right. Right, fucking meow. 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 Okay, right, meow. Okay. I do. Okay, I definitely remember what this. I remember watching this all the time growing up. And I yeah, and finally on Netflix they added in the whole, you know, live action segment. I have it on DVD, and I don't remember seeing any of the live-action segments. Yeah, they might have cut that out. See, I've only seen this show in its original form because I used to watch it. I think it aired at 3 o'clock. The minute you got out of school, you would get home and watch this. And so I watched it in that form, and then uh, I think I watched it on YouTube. I've never seen it on uh, the disc, so it's kind of weird they would edit that out. But maybe they thought the live-action sequences didn't age well. They didn't, but it's still necessary to watch them. Indeed. Although, and plus... In the live-action segment, Mario is played by, of course, this big, famous wrestler called Mean Lou Albano. Captain Lou Albano with a rubber band in his face and uh, known to the general public as Cindy Lauper's dad. But not really. Just in the videos, he portrayed her dad. He did, yes. I always thought it was great to get a rubber band in his face. Crazy. (laughs) Yeah. No, he was pretty, he was quite a vicious, yeah, he was quite a vicious uh, wrestler. I will give him that. But hey, he's no Andre the Giant. Or Hulk Hogan, or Sting, but still, he's pretty damn good. Well, he was smart enough to know that uh, you can only wrestle for so long before your body is destroyed, and he started thinking of other ways out. So you know, he started doing this show, started doing some acting stuff. So he was he was smart about it. Uh, all right, so Super Mario Brothers Super Show is the first in a string of Mario cartoons. We had we had a discussion. What should we start with? Should we start with the Super Mario Brothers Super Show? Or do we go to Super Mario Bros. 3 or Super Mario Bros. World? But they're all the same exact storyline. It just progresses as it goes. It's all from Deke Entertainment. Of course, Deke is most known, I think, for doing Inspector Gadget. But they've done a handful of stuff that we've watched on this show. Uh, most of it is kind of lo- I think Deke is kind of a low-end company. They're not up there with like Hanna-Barbera, even Ruby Spears and uh, Filmation. I think they're... Uh, it's a 50-50 shot whether it's even you can even sit through their cartoon because it's so bad. Yeah. No, he's actually from, you know, Lula Bono's actually from Italy. Yeah, he was born in Rome, Lazio. Well, he does Lazio. have he does have an accent, but I was never sure if he was playing a character or playing himself, you know, if that's his real voice. So I'm glad to know that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, he was, plus, like, oh, God, he like I said, he was very entertaining to watch, and I actually believe he was Mario. Like, if I ever saw him <laughs> in, real, like, in, in, like, real life, I would be like, hey, Mom, look, it's Mario. Yeah, you know, it's then again, it probably is just some overweight guy with a mustache like his. Right. And I could be very confused as a child. The, it says here, the director was Dan Reba. I don't know who that is, but I do know that some of these episodes were directed... Ah, oh, crap, I forgot his name already. But he did a bunch of episodes... Uh, Troy Miller. Troy Miller was the main director on Mr. Show with Bob and David. Have you ever seen that? Yes. Oh, my God. Really? Yeah, he was That's one of awesome. the main guys behind that. He would do uh, some direction, but for the most part, he produced the, the live-action... It's just strange to see that it's hard to hard to say this without pissing people off, but let's just say Mario Brothers Super Show was played down to the lowest. I mean, almost like Nickelodeon levels. It was meant for little kids, but you know, Mr. Show is also one of the still twenty years later, still one of the most cutting edge skit shows of all time. <laughs> oh God, no! I know. I swear, I do not like watching David like as the attention whore. You know, just like 
paving glass and all that. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Or, or, you know, the, the reason was the plane crashed was because the guy ate everybody yeah. because he was so hungry. <laughs> uh, there is a skit that Mr. Show did. We should do it. It's the 20th anniversary of Mr. Show. We should totally talk about that on a future episode. Uh, not a Back in Scenes, but our other show. Uh, there is a thing that they did where it's always about uh, Dave getting attention. Well, Bob decides he's going to get attention, but in the weirdest way, because Dave convinces him to take off all of his clothes at Comic Live, where you're in front of a full fucking theater, like a thousand people, completely nude, just holding his balls, walking around. I have to find the skip for you because it's the most insane, daring, comedic thing I've ever seen in my life. He's trying to be funny, but at the same time, he's just trying to cover his nuts. Whew. <laughs> right. Okay. okay. Now, usually what they would do in the Super Mario Brothers show, they'd always go like a different kind of genre, take it to a different realm within the Mushroom universe. Yeah. Like this one, they actually go to, you know, like a gladiator, like a gladiator arena. Yeah, the funny kind of like, you know, we, we talking found... about all the old, like, you know, uh, gladiator, you know, famous Greek heroes like Spartacus and Hercules, all that. Yeah. Nintendo wasn't Nintendo wasn't very fond of giving origin stories for its characters. I think they wanted to leave that kind of ambiguous for interpretation for other games. So we couldn't. We were trying to find an episode of this where either it's the first episode where they tell the origin of Mario or something, but they don't. You just jump into the middle of their world, and that's just the way it is. So we just picked a random episode. So if anybody's like, why don't you start with the first episode like you usually do? Well, it's it's a weird anomaly. Yeah, exactly. That's that's exactly what I thought too. So I was like, okay, we can just pick any show we want. Now this one, oh, you know that video we were talking about earlier about Game Theory? They ignore Super Mario Brothers 2 as if it doesn't exist. They never mention it one bit. But this cartoon right here and the, the series after Super Mario Brothers 3 have characters from Super Mario Brothers 2. So obviously Nintendo wasn't ashamed and they wanted to get it out there. I actually really, I played Super Mario Brothers 2 more than any other Mario game. That one I did too because mainly, mainly for the longest time, Toad was my favorite character growing up. Toad was awesome. There's just something about him. He's a cute, he was an adorable little mushroom guy. He's always he's kind of a comic relief, but you know, a bit of a coward too. Yeah, I think maybe because it wasn't originally created to be a Mario game, that it was like, well, we got this huge hit. We don't have time to get part three out. We're worried that we'll lose people. So they took Doki Doki Panic and just uh, overlaid Mario and other characters into that. So it's it's uh -huh. a strange game, but I think it's the most playable. I got through it so fast. Three is almost too oh, yeah. big for me. Three took me forever to get through. God, I know they have way too many stages, way too many rounds. It does. It takes forever. I'm surprised there wasn't a save option. Do you still play Mario? Yes, I do. I even have some of these games on my phone. No kidding. I stopped at Galaxy. Galaxy actually made me nauseous. It, 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 I have a vertigo vision problem, and the game made me sick, so I had to stop. Right. I really like the Paper Although, Mario. No, Ga awesome. Galaxy, I thought, was, I think it definitely it definitely holds up to the whole Mario title, but it's still so fun to go to different planets and newer powers, newer abilities. Yeah, it's just hard to play when you're throwing up. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Although, I do, I also want to say, I think the, the latest Super Mario Brothers, like Super Mario Brothers U, Wii U, yeah. I haven't played that yet. You know, the furthest Mario-related game that I played on the Wii U is Super Smash Brothers Wii U. Yeah, I've only I never I've never played the Wii. I've only played the Wii. I gave up. The Wii just bored me. So I I just uh, if I want old school, I'll go real old school. I'll grab a SNES. Yeah, Wii U definitely does have its perks. I mean, it's fun to play Mario Kart. It's definitely fun for all the big party games. And Super Smash Brothers Wii U is, like I said, it's great. Plus, you get to finally play as Mega Man, who was like my favorite character in that game. Okay, now this part here coming up, 
yeah. when they're about to be like you know cornered and locked up by the gladiators, there would actually be a song segment depending on the situation that would pertain to that situation. And this one was, uh, it's just um, the one that plays in that originally played in this scene was uh, "Shut Up a You Face" by Joe Dolce. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I mean, it was like the funniest and most memorable episode of all time for me. It played right after this. You know what's funny is I remember the live action sequences more than I do the cartoon by any means. Huh? I always remember the live action sequences more than the actual animation. I did too. I remember I did, I remember that too. I remember one with uh, Sergeant Savage from, you know, WWF would come yeah. in and, you know, as a guest appearance. I think you I you know, I always thought that Sergeant Slaughter changed his name to Sergeant Savage because of the whole connection to G.I. Joe, but that, that that's true. He has always been Sergeant Slaughter. No. Oh, I never called him Sergeant Slaughter. I always called him Sergeant Savage. No shit. That's weird. Yeah. Huh. Yeah, uh, I don't think he was ever Sergeant Savage. I can look that up, though. Uh, I'm looking at some of the guest stars. Of course, the guest stars are going to be real low-level. I mean, they're going to be even lower than, like, Hollywood Squares kind of people. They had uh, Norman <laughs> Fell from Three's Company, Eve Plum from Brady Bunch, a lot of people after the prime. Vanna White, uh, Dana McKellar from Wonder Years, Nicole Eggert, uh, of oh, course, wow. Sergeant Slaughter, Brian Bonsall, you know, the little boy from Family Ties, uh, Lyle Alzaldo, oh. Magic Johnson, uh, the biggest star, I think, was Ernie Hudson, because he had just come off of Ghostbusters 2. But we know Ernie Hudson has never got his cred. I think he is the most under... I, I think it's a racism thing. Honestly, he's he is a Ghostbuster, yet no one ever seems to want to acknowledge that. I don't see why either. That doesn't make any fucking sense. How could people not acknowledge him as a Ghostbuster? Why was he I not on the poster for the first movie? Why is it so whitewashed? He is in three-quarters of that movie, and he is an integral. Yet, he's not on the poster, and they never bring it up. He's on the second one, of course, uh, thank God, because that would have been just a slap in the fucking face. Pretty much, yeah. Oh, and Ernie Hudson, he's still acting. I think the latest thing I saw him on was an episode of Once Upon a Time. He played uh, Ursula's father. Yeah, he still he still works hard. I mean, he is a working actor. He's not some star that sits around on his ass having offers given to him. So he just uh, he does what he does, and he's severely underrated. I know. He is in Key and Peele, though. I would see him on an episode of Key and Peele. He played, uh, he played her dad in one skit. Yeah. Where, um, he had, he, you know... He is uh, getting married, and then you know his other, his older brother, played by Peel, still at home eating a TV dinner instead of eating a fancy dinner, like in his robe and pajamas and stuff, being obnoxious, interrupting him. Yeah, he was in that skit. You'd have to look it up; it's pretty funny. The Elvira episode of this is kind of lost. It uh, it's not included on any of the DVDs, and I wonder if it's because of the jiggle factor. I mean, those are some serious boobs to contend with. I know, that's probably what it is, too. I mean, you already had two boobs on the screen with Mario and Luigi anyway. Ha! Yeah. Uh, So, what would happen is, when this originally aired, Monday through Thursday would be Mario. Fridays was always Zelda. I think it was always Fridays. That's what I remember of the show. Yeah, it was. And we're going to talk about Legend of Zelda next, and be very aware that we might get nauseous and leave. (laughs) Yeah, I do have to say about this, like, about this cartoon, I think it really stands still. It's a classic to watch. Considering not only Super Mario, but, you know, growing up and watching it almost every day. And that freaking Joe Dolce, you know, Shut Up a You Face song playing in the scene earlier. Yeah. Originally. Yeah, they would have, they would have like, a bunch of famous songs play uh, during certain segments in the episode. Um, I guess they didn't have the rights, so they had to take them out. That must, that must be the issue. Yes, sadly. All right, maybe, so... That would be sad. Super Mario... It's Super- not the same... Super Why? Mario Brothers Super Show lasted for two seasons, and after that, they decided to no longer syndicate it. They packaged it with Captain N, which they aired Saturday mornings, and I believe Captain N 
and Mario Bros. 3 changed later to just be in Super Mario World, where I think it was on its own by that. I think Captain N was canceled. That's right. Super Mario World. That's uh, when Yoshi got introduced, and they started using the yellow capes to fly around. Yeah, I didn't uh, I didn't really care for Yoshi. I preferred Toad. Right. I know, yeah. I, I mean, it was sad to not see Toad. That, I, I, you know, I do remember, after watching Super Mario World, I was like, wait, where's Toad? This doesn't make sense. Like, he's like, he's like their number one little sidekick, and he's funny to watch. It's like, yeah, he'll, like, stand up for himself, but then as soon as he gets intimidated, he's like, ah, never mind, I'm good. Uh, Danny Wells played Luigi, uh, and he's one of those recognizable faces that you would see throughout the 80s and 90s. I believe, I think he was on Saturday Night Live and SCTV. I have to look this up, because I feel like he was a Canadian actor, and I think he starred on SCTV. Uh, sadly, he passed away two years ago, but he was 72, so he got a decent life in. Oh, man, his body of work was actually a lot bigger than I expected. Holy crap. And he is not... Tell more about him. He is not the person I thought he was. I could have sworn he was the guy that starred on SCTV, but here, uh, it just looked like he appeared on a lot of those like common shows that were popular back then. Uh, Chips, Lou Grant, Greatest American Hero, A-Team, stuff like that. A lot of A-Team episodes, like five of them. And wow. tons of voice work. This is something that he would do once the main acting thing was not paying that well. You know, I have had him confused with someone else for so long. Okay, so there's somebody that was on Saturday Live for a couple seasons who got uh, very violent. I think he killed himself. And I'm glad it's not this guy. I thought it was. So. Oh, wow. I'm glad I changed yeah, the Louis I said it. died in 2009. He did? Oh, I thought he was still alive. Yeah. Damn. Danny Wells was actually really? born Jack Westelman. I'm kind of surprised he didn't just go with Jack Wells. Sounds like a good name. That would have been pretty cool. Yeah, you know, honestly, you know Michael Keaton's real name was Michael Douglas? No, no shit, really? I guess that makes sense why yeah. he had to change it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so I don't oh, know who God. I was thinking. Um, let me go back. Uh, I was on a whole different route. I think I was thinking of Tony Rosado, who was on Saturday Live. And I'm, I'm getting real nerdy here. If you know who I'm talking about, well, give yourself a cookie because no one else does. Because <laughs> I go on weird tangents. And if you know what tangent I'm going to, God bless you. You will be my best friend. <laughs> I don't know. I'm too young to remember that shit. <laughs> Well, it's funny the stuff I do oh, yeah. remember, and there's amazing what I don't remember, and then the stuff I don't remember is usually the important stuff that'll keep me alive. Dang. Uh, so, I'm looking here at Captain Lou Albano. Okay, heart attack. So, at least it wasn't something. I mean, heart attack sucked, but it could have been like a lot worse. You know what's weird? It's um, also the villain. Yeah, he's, he, is, he is Koopa, but he's not known as Bowser, and he looks entirely different. Hmm. Yeah, no, it's, you know, originally Bowser Cooper with a big red wild hair and the yellow snout and everything, but this one's, like, totally green and looks kind of more like a crocodile. All right, Captain Lou Albano actually did not wrestle that much. He was pretty unsuccessful on his own. It wasn't until he became a manager in 1970 where he decided to help his friend uh, Bruno, I'm going to say his own, San Martino. He became his manager and started managing a lot, a lot of people. So, you know, a lot of people think that the managers in wrestling are completely useless. Like they're just for show, but they're actual managers. But at the same time, if they have a good screen persona, then why not put them on the stage with the wrestler they're presenting? It's awesome. Oh wow! Hey, look at this. Look at look at this cartoon. Like, okay, one of the side you know side villains ends up becoming you know their and ends up becoming pals. How good? You know, they end up, what does that what does that try to tell you about friendship? Yeah. Do you remember the movie Wizard? Oh, with uh, Fred Savage. Yeah, yeah. Do you remember how? Yeah, made... I do remember. Now, did you watch it when it first came out, or did you see it like years and years later? I saw it years and years later. Oh, okay, so I saw it in theaters, 
and uh, there was a sequence at the end where they finally get to this huge competition. Basically, the entire movie is paid by Nintendo. So we could say Super Mario Bros. is their first movie, but honestly, it's The Wizard. The whole movie is just a love letter, a product, uh, uh, basically a long commercial for Nintendo. But at the very end, they get this huge competition, and all these people are challenging each other. They get to the final, and it's a little boy, Luke Edwards, and a couple other people. And I think one of them's like douchebag with the power glove. Ugh, power glove. Yeah, it's real stuff. It's or, I can't, yeah, it's bad. I can't remember the line. And uh, they decide to unveil Super Mario Brothers three, which will be in the video store or video shows like that week or whatever, you know, to rent and buy. And it blew everybody's mind. We're like, holy shit, Super Mario Brothers three! And seeing him ride around in uh, all those skins. Now they act like it's so sweet and nice that he's wearing like, oh, he's wearing beaver costume. Oh, he's wearing a frog costume. Where the fuck did he get those? Are they magic or did he <laughs> kill a bunch of magical animals? <laughs> yeah. Okay, yeah. Uh, you know, yeah, no, most of this part was cartoon, but then they had the live action segments. I, I'm not sure, like, does this take place after their adventure in the cartoon world or. You know what? That's a weird thing to explain because it's two different mediums. It's, it's shot on video, then the other one's strictly animation. And uh, I, I, <laughs> I can't tell if it's just an alternate reality. Like, okay, so. Maybe uh, the live action is when they're in our world, and then the animation is when they go into a warp zone. Because even the movie presents that they live in two different worlds, so maybe that's what it is. I don't know. That could be it. Yeah, and plus, I think the whole like monkey bit here of Lou Albano pretending to be a monkey does make kind of sense. I think it's a subconscious thing from you know his father's you know encounters with Donkey Kong with and memories that were passed through his DNA. So subconsciously, after the whole chicken bit, he decides to pretend he's a monkey. Yeah. Uh, did you already I've see? Had the same dunk did they already show the clip for Zelda? Uh, yeah, they're showing it oh, right now. You're a little bit ahead of me. Uh, whoops. I love the yeah. set. They really packed this. I mean, yes, you saw this set like a thousand times. So to keep it from being boring, they have to fill it with all these little tiny details. Right. Uh, I mean, this is the first time I think I've ever encountered the Zelda cartoon being shown. Yeah. And I called complete BS on Link even talking. He never talks. Oh no. Ever. Uh. Dude, give it a couple minutes, and then we can just bitch and bitch and bitch about this fucking cartoon. Oh, but until then, uh, I think the animation on the first Mario Brothers is actually kind of shitty. The storylines are fine, but the animation is really rough. It's like the lowest yeah, thing Deke ever right. did. That's what I noticed. Now, it's not until they got to NBC and uh, did the Super Mario Brothers 3 show where the animation really starts to come alive. It's, it's higher quality. Uh, I think Mario World is a little bit a step down. But right there, Marvelous 3 is the pinnacle of storytelling and animation for them. And uh, if you're going to watch any of the series, uh, I would say that one. But if, just out of curiosity, you should watch all three. They're very different. They look the same if you're just, like, uh, generic about it. But it's each one has a different quality. Especially if they have a rap song sung by two old white guys. <laughs> Hook on the brothers, the brothers, the brothers. I actually walked up to someone that did that one day, and they had no idea what I was talking about, and it just amused me to no end because I got to keep it to myself. <laughs> okay, now this part here, I mean, this is, I think this is a like a subconscious way of getting people introduced to Sigmund Freud. <laughs> okay, everybody, uh, we're going to pause just real quick, and we'll set up Legend of Zelda. The Triforce of Wisdom, Link. The evil wizard Ganon has the Triforce of Power. Whoever gets both Triforces will rule this land forever. You must help me, Link. 
Hey, for you, Zelda, anything. sure we're gonna be able to get through this <laughs> legend of zelda oh all right you ready are you ready to go through this goddamn cartoon go through this oh god this is gonna be so torturous ah oh, boy here we go ah uh, it's like taking it's like taking the wound you know just like uh let's scrub this pour some alcohol in it man i'll grin and bear it three two one fire go for launch i'm gonna throw up here we right. go with zelda all right at least it sounds like zelda i'll i'll say that it has the sound it does, effects. The music, they got the music down. And it has the, the sound effects of the sword blasting really good. And, uh, I, oh, that uh, does. Somehow the animation is better quality. The animation looks better than Mario. It is. It's, it's is the stories. It's, I'm, I'm literally looking at the screen with I, one eye. I'm just like, uh, go ahead. Sorry. Okay, Link never talks. That's bullshit. That is horrible. He also didn't sound like, okay, it's as if Spicoli. From Fast Times at Ridgemont High, swallowed Steve Martin and decided to become a sword and sorcery hero. I keep expecting him to be like, huh, totally awesome, Hamilton. Or, you hear that? That was my head, dude. That was my skull. <laughs> so how, how is it you get every impersonation? Like, you get it down pat. I don't fucking know. I'm clueless as to why. I just do it uh, like taskmaster i just listen to it once and i can try and mimic it as best as i can crazy man uh yeah i will have to say though i mean link in this he's like he's like your cocky you know han solo asshole type oh boy that's not like link at all i mean yeah it's great to like kind of change the character around but i mean at least make it a good change i'm not i'm not trying to sound like an asshole fanboy or anything but yeah <laughs> Oh man, I don't know what to do. I've I've always wanted a uh, movie. Uh, here's the thing: is Marvel has movie bombed so bad, and the Wizard didn't do much better. And this cartoon really damaged things. But I dream of the day that there will be a Zelda movie, and I just don't think it's going to happen unless unless which might happen. Nintendo might go out of business, or they might be so desperate for cash to keep afloat because they're getting real close to Sega territory here, buddy. I mean, one more system fails, and they got a Dreamcast in their hands, and they're done. Wii U does have a lot of sales, but as far as the E3 goes, uh, Nintendo, yeah, they weren't exactly, they were nowhere near as good as Sony. Sony did take uh, E3 this year, I will say that. Yeah, it's just their consoles aren't becoming, Wii was really hot when it first came out and it kind of petered out at the end. Wii U, it just isn't wowing oh, people, it's... and uh, even even the Game Boy, or what, what is it even called now, the DS? It's just called 3DS, Nintendo right? Nintendo DS isn't uh not gonna yeah. be anybody over i think uh people are just kind of leaving nintendo behind uh, i don't know there's still a lot of nintendo faithful i mean it's uh, especially with the whole mario kart 8 bundle that's when it yeah sales really yeah. Spike. okay so back in the day think about this nintendo super nintendo 64 and it started to fall apart at the gamecube but still it wasn't just about the first party games yes zelda mario uh, and Metroid are always going to be the big sellers. They're always going to be the solid games that usually Donkey come Kong. through. Donkey Kong. Well, Donkey Kong kind of comes and goes. Uh, here's the the big problem is the fact that third-party companies are no longer sticking with Nintendo. 
Uh, you know, those first three consoles out the door were backed heavily by third-party companies. Started to shake a little bit with GameCube. Still going strong, but you can tell there's a slight change. People are moving more to Xbox and PlayStation. The Wii changed yeah. things up. It saved their ass because the Cube didn't sell as well as they thought it was. The Wii came out and changed everything about what video games could be. Uh, as Xbox and PlayStation were headed for everybody that was like over 12, the the Wii system aimed at families. You know, get your grandma involved, get your mom involved, get your uncle involved, get oh, the yeah. little kids involved. So it was, it was a family thing, plus the fact that it was more physical, that changed things up. But now it's become old hat. It's not selling with the PlayStation. Their move, the Xbox Connect does, it has a cult following. It doesn't do well, but it does well enough. Uh, the Wii U just isn't grabbing people's attention the same way the original Wii did, and I think that's a problem. One more system falls apart from Nintendo, and they're going to be scrambling. They're going to be forgotten. They're going to go out of business, at least as a console company. Right. Okay. Yeah, Ganon, yeah, at first he did have like a pig-like feature, and then he eventually became Ganondorf. Right. And he would transform into a giant monster again, and yeah, he would take on this pig-like form. However, this, he was just a straight-up annoying, like, and he had a voice kind of similar to the one we were watching in uh, Dragon's Lair. You know, kind of like, you know, up and down. It was very nasally. It was a kind of annoying villain. I'm the ST, I will get you. I'm yeah. getting from this to the <laughs> <laughs> All right, Jake is oh, possessed. God, I know. It's pretty lame and annoying. Yeah, no, honestly, well, Wii U still does have its, like, perks, and it's still, it still sells well, but... Some of the stuff they're coming out with isn't really so hot, except for the new Star Fox. That one I'm really looking Oh, really yeah, cool. I love Star Fox. I'm surprised they never did a cartoon on that. I was always disappointed. All right, with I the know, games. The games, uh, I have to say, of course, Zelda is probably the most replayable game on the Nintendo. Uh, Mario Bros. is pretty strong, too, but I could play Zelda over and over and over. But here's the weird thing is, after Zelda 2, I think Zelda 2 just is too weird. It's a side-scroller. It doesn't have the same qualities. I wasn't interested. What did you think of the second one? Oh, gosh. I didn't know what to think of the second one. I was baffled. I'm like, what the hell is this shit? Yeah, what it's, the fuck? It's, what the uh, fuck am I playing? What the hell? What? Now, almost every single Mario game <laughs> is a classic, but the Zelda one had a lot of trouble in the beginning. You know, the Adventure of Link didn't sell as well, and I don't think people really considered it part of the normal series. It's like a weird experiment. It gets worse, people. It the was. CDI cartoon games. Fuck. I don't even know what to tell oh. you on that one. I, I apologize for cussing so much, but if you watch this cartoon or you've ever played the CDI versions of this, you're going to swear a lot. Mm -hmm. oh. oh, gosh. This, oh, what was it going to... You think this I mean, cartoon honestly, is bad? Okay. Those CDI ones are so much worse. Oh, indeed. Like, can you, uh, were there any notable voice actors and actresses in this cartoon? No. Nope. None. Seriously, well, it's no, kind of cool. well. It is kind of cool to show off, uh, you know, the rest of Hyrule and the townspeople. God, I'm looking. I don't yeah, recognize was... any of these people. Yeah, I thought the animation was actually fine. It's just the storylines that are terrible. And the character of of Link is extremely portrayed terribly. Well, excuse me, princess. Go fuck yourself, you stupid bitch. I have to keep waiting for him to say that. Well, I'm glad she. I'm glad she doesn't take shit from him because he is kind of a prick. Yeah, he's not a hero. Uh, how many people do you know confuse who Zelda is and forget that Link is the hero? They keep saying, oh, yeah, that dude's Zelda. He's awesome. No, he's not Zelda. He is not Zelda. 
No, thankfully I don't know any of them like that. Otherwise, I'd shake them, I'd scream at them, yeah, make them have, I'd give them nightmares because of their stupidity and ignorance. I uh, <laughs> I dressed as Robin Hood one year for uh, I used to work at a youth center and I used I, I picked a crazy costume every year that wasn't typical. And one year I decided to go typical. I dressed as Robin Hood. You know, I made the bow and arrow, the quiver, you know, the full hat and everything. And uh, the bow and arrow was right. too big. It was a long bow. And it kept catching on everything. I'm trying to do these activities with kids, and it kept catching on everything. So I took it off. And all of a sudden, everybody thought, well, wait, are you Zelda? And I go, no. And that would be Link. And no, I'm still Robin Hood. And, uh, and then I, five minutes would go by, and someone would go, are you Zelda? I go, no. That would be Link you're thinking of. And no, I am Robin Hood. You just asked me five minutes ago. Fast forward two hours. No! No! It's Link! God damn it! It's Link! <laughs> you didn't even have pointy ears, did you? What the hell? It was ridiculous. Like, don't ask if you're not going to listen. <laughs> okay, no, I think the best entries in the Zelda series were Ocarina of Time and uh, Link to the Past. Uh, uh, I mean, every other... Yeah, you know what? Ocarina of Time is fantastic. Um, there is one on the Game Boy I played a lot. I cannot remember what it was. It's like you play Link of Two... Is there one called, like, Up Two Worlds or something like that? I can't remember. A Link Between Worlds? Is that it? The one that was on the Game Boy? Uh, yeah. Yes. Okay, yeah, I played that one. I really enjoyed that one. Uh, I love the one on the Super Nintendo, though. That one's the one I think I played the most. Which one? The one that was on the Super Nintendo. What was the name of that one? I'm terrible at these names, because uh, the Link Super Mario Bros. What's that? A Link to the Past. A Link to the Past is the one on Super Nintendo? Man, yeah. it's been a long time since I played that. I feel like a fool for not knowing that. <laughs> I even have it on my phone, and I still play it. I still can't figure out Dude, some shit, though. i got to figure out how to get games on my phone, because I want to do that. Yeah, plus, you know what's funny? The Triforce was composed of three parts, and the cartoon is only two parts. What the hell? That makes no sense. No, there was courage, wisdom, and power. Not yeah, power and wisdom. I was wondering about that. She said two, and I was like, what? Uh, Valiant Comics. They released a series of comics based on the Nintendo game system, and uh, Zelda was part one of them, and I gotta go find those comics. I want to read those. Nintendo's comic system. I gotta read that comic, man. I we'll have to look into it. Yes, we must yeah. find it. We must do some deep digging. It has Sumar, Zelda, and uh, Captain N. I don't know how many more. Oh, wow. Oh, they had Metroid. They had Punch-Out stories, dude. Gotta. Gotta read it. Oh, definitely Punch-Out. I gotta find these, man. We'll have to look them up. Valiant yeah. Comics. Who, who else did... What did Valiant Comics do, also? I know uh, they did Exo Manowar. Well, uh, which one did you say? Exo Manowar? Yeah, Valiant Comics is a weird company because for the longest time, I thought they bought the rights to a handful of characters. Uh, they had Solar Man. They had Exo Man of War. Uh, Magnus Robot Hunter. And then Turok. And then they launched their own with yeah. like uh, Archer and Armstrong, Quantum and Woody, uh, Bloodshot, a couple others. But um, apparently they only licensed the rights to Turok and the other ones or whatever like that. And they had to give them back now Dynamite Comics uh, licensed the rights to those characters. Wow. So I'm really curious to see what's going on with those. Uh, Valiant Comics uh, fell apart. They they fell apart in the mid eighty or mid nineties comic book crash, got bought up by Acclaim, the video game company. And oh, they yeah. they uh, turned it into Acclaim Comics and then they turned Turok into a, a pretty good game. Uh, the sequel sucked. Oh yeah. But uh, they went out of business soon after. But we're still a cool. What's that? Part one and two were cool. Yeah. And the ones that came out like PS3, not so much. 
Clay went out of business, and it was just just as they were hitting their stride with their original characters. I, I read the shit out of Quantum and Woody, and Archer and Armstrong was pretty good too. And then he just sat dormant. And then all of a sudden, out of nowhere, Valiant gets bought up again, and uh, they relaunch. And now they are the, the most critically acclaimed comic book series out on the field right now. They don't sell as well as Marvel or DC, but they are quickly becoming one of the hottest companies around. And they just signed a huge deal. I think they're with Sony right now. And uh, they're going to be launching their own film series. Yeah, well, I mean, I'm not too surprised. But seriously, though, I, I don't even know what to say about this cartoon anymore other than, like, why? <laughs> why? The, uh, the company Imagi, you know, we talked about them earlier because they did Astro Boy and the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles movie. They pitched Nintendo back in 2007 trying to get them to do an animated version of Zelda. And apparently the pitch was awesome, but Nintendo was so terrified of ever doing another film movie because of Mario Brothers that they said no. Just flat out no. They didn't even bother to take in the idea. Oh, gosh, yeah. Mario really, I mean, sorry, Mario. Nintendo really needs to rethink their their approach to this because uh, there is a lot of potential in some of their stories for a great movie or even a great animated series and they're just sitting on them and I don't understand why. That could also be the reason why Nintendo isn't selling very well is because they're not getting their product out there. They're not merchandising it. They're not putting it out in a cartoon or a movie so that everybody of the next generation sees that. Yeah. I mean, what about uh, Castlevania? You know, that's a movie right there. What about uh, Kid Icarus? Actually, I don't think Castlevania is theirs, is it? You know, that's Konami, isn't Castlevania it? was... You know, you know who tried to get Castlevania going? Oh, God. Paul W.S. Yeah, never mind. Let's let that one slide. <laughs> yeah, no. He, no, no. Just, no. I, he, I don't want him to ever do it. He would probably fuck it up. Oh, he would. He would all tons of slow-mo, double swords. Oh, man. Not that there can't be a good movie there. Yeah. I know. I mean, there could be. I mean, probably if they go with, uh, you know, Lords of Shadow approach. Yeah. Although it's sad, it's it's sad knowing that you know, oh my God, Robert Carlyle could never actually physically play him. No, but he'd be a good he voice actor for him. Play Dracula. Ugh, it's just not fair. I mean, he honestly, when you ever think of the character Dracula or Lords of Shadow, he's really he's like synonymous with that character. He really pours his heart and soul into you know, giving that ugh, giving that character so much depth. It's just fantastic to listen to. I did not know this, that the three Zelda games that were created by the CBI system, seriously, fucking terrible system. Three? What? Three games. Three games were created for the CDI, and uh, Nintendo had no, had no say in, what's in the game whatsoever. That's why they sucked so bad. Nintendo did not care and had nothing to do with them. It was all part of a con- contractual obligation that Philips had with Nintendo because they had a contract to develop a system. And since Nintendo decided not to include the CD system with uh, their Super NES, it's supposed to be an add-on pack or something like that, or just a new, a new version, they changed their mind. So therefore, part of the obligation was, I believe, they had to license out some of their main characters to Philips for their own system. Again, sucks ass. Oh, my God. Well, thankfully, this episode's finally over. Oh, yeah, it, uh, oh my God. Oh, I felt like I was burning alive. I felt like Johnny and Outsiders in the church fire. Oh, dude, stay golden, oh. pony boy. Stay away from that fire. Oh. I'm looking at the canceled games. Oh. There's actually a lot of canceled games. It's surprising. Most of them, oh, they're the licensed. Yeah, they're, well, no, no, there's licensed out to other companies. Pinball game for Gottlieb that was canceled. 
they were trying to do one for the Nintendo 64 Double D. I don't know what the fuck that is. What's the Double D? Double Dragon? Was it? No, I was thinking boobs. I guess that's where my brain is. Yes, of course. Hey, you know what? Let's be technical. Damn. We all have boobs, Michael. Just that we don't have the glands to produce milk. That's yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. The only difference. Uh, yeah, that's why I can't embrace mine. Uh, Nintendo 64 Double D. I'm looking at it right now. I don't. I don't know why I don't know this. What the fuck is this? Magnetic disc yeah. drive peripheral for the Nintendo 64, developed by Nintendo. It was delayed a lot. It was released in 1999 in Japan. Only 10 pieces of software were released for the unit until it was discontinued in 2001. It sold 15,000 units. So that means somebody out there has one. I guess it wasn't released in America. I cannot believe I've never heard of this. Crazy, man. Uh, wild, man. Wild. Indeed. Can you dig it, daddy Boom, boom, boom. Alright, Zelda is over. Thank God. Alright, everybody. I think uh, I think I need an aspirin and uh, a nap, and uh, I might recover from this. It's like a bad hangover. Hopefully, I didn't do anything I'm, weird, like get a tattoo on my butt. <laughs> I'm going to get some ice cream. Yeah, you know what? That sounds good. It's hot as hell here, too. Um, everybody, so uh, let us know what you think of the show. We're, we sometimes live in a void where I'm stuck in production of this and uh, promotion of it, so I don't know how what people think. Sometimes people say, oh, I love it, but they don't say why they love it or why they hate it or what's going on. So we get a lot of downloads, but not much feedback. And if you have a cartoon you want to suggest, uh, let us know because we're building a schedule for the next quarter. So uh, thank you to everybody who suggested. Actually, quite a few people suggested Star Blazers, like out of nowhere, uh, which neither one of us has actually ever seen. So we're going to give that our old college try. And uh, yeah. we got JC and the Wheeled Warriors to add. And uh, you know what? I forgot the other show. I have to look it up. It's uh, Spiral Zone. Spiral I'm so Zone. Dumped down right now. What's that? I just feel so dumb. I just feel so dumbed down right now after watching this cartoon. I don't yeah. know how to properly communicate. I'm gonna go. Uh, I don't even know what. To you know I'm what? Without speech. While we're talking about this, some therapy. We, uh, <laughs> you know, we're gonna be talking about video games all month, and uh, throughout the year, we're gonna be discussing Nintendo and the launch of the very first Sega system. It's a, it's a great anniversary year for video games. 85, 86 were amazing. So for the next couple years, we're gonna be chit chatting a ton about video games, but. Uh, there are these guys that are up on uh, YouTube. The company's called Retroware. I have to give them a big shout-out because for the last three years, twice a year, they do uh, basically what's... Uh, if you remember the show on VH1, it's called I Love the 80s and I Love the 90s, I Love the uh, whatever. It got ridiculous. Whereas I Love the 2000s, I was like, that was a year ago. Um, <laughs> they do a series called The Video Game Years, and it's uh, a bunch of guys getting together, same format, uh, you know, segments, and they discuss certain games that came out that year. And I love it. I absolutely love it. And these guys, are, they're raising the funds, doing it all themselves. And it's really high quality. It's very entertaining. Uh, check their show out on YouTube. And uh, I think they have a Kickstarter going to do the next run of shows. And uh, yeah. I don't know any of these guys, but I'm absolutely fascinated by this show. It's really, really good. And uh, it's not just doing the obvious generic stuff like, oh, Mario, Pac-Man, you know. They deep dive into consoles that barely came out, barely sold, and give you a history lesson at the same time as being funny and entertaining. So watch their show. It's great. And Got it. That's it for uh, me. Um, Jacob, anything you want to say about these cartoons without throwing up? Uh, I don't even know if I can discuss anything. Like I said <laughs> earlier, I just don't know how to communicate or what to discuss anymore. I need some therapy right now. I need some kind of 
rehabilitation. I need some fucking ice cream. I can't deal with this shit anymore. Yeah. Uh, from, from the standpoint of quality on the animation, Zelda is fine. The rest of it is... Wow. It is epic disaster. It's... Uh, just be prepared, people. I cannot recommend this one. So... All right, everybody. This is Michael signing off. Be excellent to each other. My voice is cracked. Hey! Mm-hmm. of a You sound like the okay, cowardly I'm lion. <laughs> is my nose bleeding? <laughs> okay. All right, enough of that shit. I need to get some ice cream. All right, everybody, have a good night. Thanks for... I'm sorry you had to endure that bullshit that was called Zelda. Anyway... Namaste and good luck. <laughs> really good luck with this one. Good night, everybody. Best action game ever from Acclaim. The Acclaim wireless remote controller for your Nintendo Entertainment System. Mario! Mario! Super Mario. One, two, and three. There's power in numbers. Nintendo. Now you're playing with power. Each game sold separately. Get you mobile in WrestleMania. In flying airwolf, its rapid fire means higher scores. Accurate up to 30 feet. The Acclaim official wireless remote controller. The power to move.